like a habit of like <laughs> we're powdering our noses Jones. <laughs> alright hold my calls thanks <laughs> we're in the meeting oh now you wanna go home she's cute she's funny she's weird that's good <laughs> not a normal kid it's that a does, boring kid <laughs> nah I love her so good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Yeah, good morning, good <laughs> afternoon, good evening. <laughs> Wherever you are, um, whenever you are, I guess I should say. Um, today, um, I welcome Captain Ramos. Thank you, um, thank you. United States Marine Corps Captain. That's correct. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, a little bit of background. Uh, originally from Southern California. Uh, parents immigrated from Mexico. I spent most of my life there. Went to college there. And then after that... Um, joined the Marine Corps, traveled around, um, about six years later, get out. And now I'm here in Chicago, uh, going to grad school for school psychology. Oh, nice, man. It's a big difference from Southern California to Chicago, especially oh, yeah. in this winter. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so how did the idea of the military come to you like growing up or what was like, what planted the seed for you? You know, it's kind of hard to to pinpoint a specific time or a specific instance where I was like, yeah, this is it. But just, you know, seeing commercials, seeing movies, TV, friends talking about it. Like, I always had, like, an admiration for people in the military. And, you know, family is super hardworking and really instilled that into me. And I do remember a conversation, you know, me and my buddy would walk to school every day. And he would just be talking about oh, like Navy SEALs or like these, you know, Army Delta, like these badass dudes. And I'm trying to be one of these guys one day, like these freaking, these motherfuckers that are beasts, you know? Yeah, like alpha males. Yeah, you know, like... alpha male. And so, of course, I'm like buying into them. Like, fuck yeah, <laughs> me too. Hell yeah. Oh, oh we, got, we got a guest coming in. Special, Spe- <laughs> special guest. Did you say ninja? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But, um... So yeah, so like alpha males, right? And then you said, what part of Southern California did you grow up? A uh, small town called Norco. So um, it's like Inland Empire near Riverside, which is like about an even split between LA and San Diego. Okay, so you said Southern California. There's a basically a big population of military there, right? With San Diego and San Diego, Camp definitely, Pendleton and yeah, all that. Yeah. So is that something that you saw growing up as well in like your environment by Narco or anything like that? Uh, no, actually. We were pretty far removed from San Diego because it's pretty far north and then a little bit more inland. So really, my only exposure is probably what most of the people across the nation see. Yeah, okay. So you said you know you and your buddy walking to school. Is this like high school or just middle school? or uh, Elementary school and, and like middle school. But yeah, like he would talk about that like... I want to be a Navy SEAL, yeah. like huge biceps, fucking badass. Right, the operator beard yeah, and yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, 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 the tattoos looking all like surly and just huge. So and, like, after like middle school and all that in high school, did it kind of like, you know, be in the back of your head or was it still like a constant thought or? Yeah, it was more in the back of my head because I was still like, I was playing soccer and kind of had everything going with soccer. And as I started approaching like my junior, senior year, he started thinking like, oh crap, all right, what am, what am I going to do? And I knew two things coming into my junior year. It's like I wanted to to join the Marines. Like the Marines, you see them in their dress blues, and badass. Like they seem like the most like put together, right? <laughs> the most badass, the most fit, the most just like I'm biased, but real I, I really agree. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, you, you, no one can deny it. And I know Army and all them talk shit, but they can't deny that we're the most put together, <laughs> most disciplined. And so, yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to join the Marines and I want to go to college. Because my parents were always like, got to get educated, got to get education. Okay, that's the key to, to your success. And fortunately, actually, my senior year, I got I got scouted to play soccer at college. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to play with these two. But, yeah, I got, I got scouted. And um, uh, so I ended up going to college to play soccer. was studying psychology. And then sophomore year, I was like, you know, it was still in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, contact a recruiter and then before i know it i'm i'm at ocs and you know all this is going on so when um where'd you go to school uh hope international university it's in orange county in california okay um if anyone whoever's familiar it's right across the street from cal state fullerton okay and then so you played what position did you play in soccer uh midfield and forward but wherever they needed me i was, I was yeah i yeah. played growing up too i played <laughs> midfield and i wanted to be like an offensive mid but i think I was better suited for a defensive mid position, so that's usually what I ended yeah, up play, gotcha. playing toward the end. Mm-hmm. So you said your sophomore year is. Did you do uh, ROTC in college, or is it just? Uh, no, because my school didn't have that. I was considering it, trying to see like what avenues I could take. But um, the recruiter, so it's something similar to ROTC when you go to officer candidate school in the Marine Corps. So when I contacted the recruiter, like the long application process, you have to go through. Basically, all the physical fitness tests that you do as an actual Marine. So I was doing PFTs, CFTs, um, all sorts of random courses, going to Camp Pendleton to do the, uh, the O course and, and endurance courses. And so after you get your application together, you either get accepted or you don't. Okay. And from there, I spent my first summer between my sophomore and junior year in college. Oh, sorry. So there's two options. You yeah. can do the two summers. Yeah, you, I was yeah. Say, you can do the two summers or you can do the one summer. So I did my summer between junior and senior year of college, uh, ten weeks, OCS, Quantico, Virginia, and it was the hardest fucking thing I had done in my entire life up to that point. Okay, so tell us a little bit about like your preparation, like mentally or like you know, like physically. You mentioned you did everything the PFT, the CFT, and the O courses and everything. But as far as like, was it? Were you excited, and nervous, like going into like? The whole process about you know talking to the recruiter until when you left to OCS. Um, I was a little bit nervous when I was first getting started, just kind of like getting in touch with the recruiter. And um, one thing that kind of put me at ease is I was talking to my brother, who actually happened to join the Marines out of high school in the in the reserves. Like he had no intention, and just all of a sudden, boom! Like joined. Is he older than you? He's older than me. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I was like, dude, this guy, this guy stole my swag. Like I didn't tell anybody, but I was like, man, this guy fucking took it right here. But yeah, he he enlisted, and uh, he actually did a tour in in Iraq. Uh, luckily, he came back safe. It's good to hear. Yeah, um, but yeah, he put me at ease because he said, you know what, it's small price to pay to have like a colorful background. I was like, you know what, you're right. Hell yeah, this is this is gonna be a good thing. I'll do it, and. The the office where I was recruiting through, they basically did everything for me as far as getting me prepped up. I'm like, all right, you need to be at this level come Tuesday, Thursday mornings, and we're gonna PT and like run your brains out. You're gonna do all sorts of pull ups. Yeah. Like, you know, they just drove me to the ground, getting me ready. Um, the rest of it, I kind of just just went for it. You know, like I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I that mindset of like, all right, I'm gonna be a marine. I'm gonna be this freaking badass. So I'm gonna yeah. do what it takes. That's awesome, mm-hmm. man. It's good to hear, especially that you had somebody that was really familiar with the process 
and um they help you calm your nerves a little bit yeah yeah you said you did the 10 weeks after your junior year into your senior year so you said the split what was the other option for that it was like a five and five uh six and six oh six and six yeah so basically the same thing between your summer of sophomore and junior year you go for six weeks come back do another year of school and then go back again between your junior and senior year which I'm super glad I did not do that shit because imagine going to boot camp, coming home for a year, being, you know, back into normal life and then having to go back to boot camp. Yeah. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that. And then, so like, it's interesting that I would, I thought they would do it like after your senior year, but it kind of makes sense that way as soon as you're done with school, you in the fleet right away or you go to your school, right? Yeah. So what was your MOS or how was, um actually before we get to the MOS? Did you have, did you get to pick it going into TBS or OCS? I'm sorry, before this, I'm getting ahead of myself. But, um, or does it look like open contract or how does that work for officers? Uh, for officers, it's you start off as either air, ground, or law. And so if you pass all the tests to be an air contract, you're either going to be a pilot or the backseat or the navigator. And my original contract was going to be for a navigator, but my uh, the captain at the time, he's like, you're gonna have to wait like a year and a half before you go to TBS. And I was like, I don't wanna just sit around for a year. So then I switched to a ground contract. And then that's kind of like the open contract where you can be any MOS. So you could have been infantry officer, you could have been like, like um, could have been admin. Could've yeah, been, so anything. Know, yeah, engineer, could have been whatever. So what did they give you? Uh, I ended up being air defense control. That- but it's, uh, it's a little more complicated than that. So uh, it's kind of extensive story, but so OCS is essentially like a tryout. It's like boot camp tryout. You make it or you don't. Like they're trying to see weed you out, see if you can, you know, cut it to be a leader of Marines. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you go to TBS. And then at TBS, depending on where you fall, they put it in like thirds. So like the top third gets like their top one of their top five choices. Like you rank every single MOS one to zero, or one to like I think it's like twenty two. Um, I put infantry at 22. So, <laughs> fuck that, dude. After, after hiking with like hundreds of pounds on my back, I was like, I don't want to be doing that for a living. Um, so then, yeah, based on where you fall in your TBS class, you get selected. Okay. So they kind of do that so not all the best of the best get their number one choice, which kind of sucks. So if you're in the top third, the bottom of the top third, you can be like number 15 in your platoon, and you're going to get the shit freaking MOS versus the guy who's maybe like 23rd, but he's in the top of the other third. Yeah. He ends up getting his like number one choice. Okay. So in um, OCS, you said it was like a trial and everything. How was, um, how do you think you felt like physically prepared for like, you know, everything they put you through for up to that point? Um, everything except for the hiking. I was like, just, I was having a blast, dude. Uh, obstacle <laughs> course, loving it, you know, just crushing people, flying through, um, the three miles, like PFT, 20 plops was no problem for me. I was running like a 17 minute three mile at the time. Um, but yeah, what's interesting is you, you know, coming in, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm this badass dude. I'm a fucking athlete. Like I, I got this. Now you played soccer, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. But then when you get there, you're with all these other dudes who were like, you know, the hot shit in their high school and they're wherever they're at, like football players, like everyone's keeping up. No one's falling behind. And the guy, I, I got third overall and like physical fitness in my platoon and it was by like 0.2 percent it was like one pull up in the entire like series the entire 10 weeks that i messed up and got me third place that's how cutthroat it was so it's very very competitive and i haven't heard that especially like the more you get in like the higher ranks in the officer world yeah so 
anybody listening out there would like, you know, say I'm in college, you know, sophomore year or whatever. And what would you, maybe they're thinking about going to OCS, you know, in the two years of college left, like any advice you would give them? Um, definitely listen to your recruiter, like really buy into what they're telling you, like drink the Kool-Aid for the first, you know, uh, as you're, as you're transitioning in, drink the Kool-Aid, uh, don't ever take it personal. Everything's like a lesson for growth. Um, and then just develop a tough skin. Okay, thanks. So you said TBS, is that more like, um, what does that stand for again? Uh, the basic school. Oh, the basic school. Mm-hmm. I knew it was something basic or simple, <laughs> but I wasn't sure. Um, at that point, before going to TBS, you already had your, you said 7208, was it? Uh, no, no, 7210. 7210, so, sorry. I yeah. think 7208 was from my, officers my MOS, which is air support. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I worked with some 7208. Yeah, like, yeah, there were sister MOSs. And it's like, oh, you're in the wing? You're going to Pensacola? It's mm-hmm. like, all oh, right. It's like 20 pumps. That sounds cool. Where is yeah, that? Yeah, right? Damn. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> right. So did you already know that going into tbs then or not yet no so you get that at the end of tbs and they like they make it a big old thing okay and that's where um, you said or you number everything from like one to 22 and everything yeah. okay okay so that makes sense so um, at the end of it you know are you nervous about getting your mos or you just kind of just like whatever at this point you know the military games or how is that um everyone's super excited about getting their mos because like you're working your ass off trying to like play the game and be yeah. in a certain position not too good not too bad yeah you know because like i said even at ocs like everyone's the cream of the crop everyone's top dude so we're all fighting for like this position and at tbs even more so like there's even more people everyone's everyone's a big fish and now you're in a big pond and so right um i think everyone by the end of it was just like super excited to like all right we've been waiting six months like what is this going to be right i mean yeah you all that training exactly so Mm -hmm. you get your orders what does it say like you know mos and where you're going or so actually it depends on your platoon commander they they like if they decide somehow they do some like backdoor deals and stuff and everyone gets their MOS and then your platoon commander tells you before you get your like official orders. And so I know one platoon commander, they were playing beer pong. Everyone was playing in that. <laughs> and your last cup that you drink from at the bottom, it shows, you know, the number, yeah. you know, 7208, whatever. We had other platoon commanders. You had a ground fight. And until you won a fight, he wasn't going to tell you your oh. MOS. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. So what did you have to do for that? My my so my platoon commander was a badass. He was like a tank commander. He had multiple tours. Like got blown up by RPGs. Like survived oh, wow. all that. Just crazy. Like badass dude. And then oh, sorry, backtrack a little bit. At OCS, you're I guess we have drill instructors where you have like sergeants or staff sergeants, and mm-hmm. those are technically like, but they're not a, like I don't know the difference. Like are they as strict as drill instructors or a little bit more lenient because you guys are adults, you know, quote unquote. <laughs> Or how does that work? I think it's mostly the same. Like we call them sergeant instructors, but it's still you got like the kill hat, you got like okay. the, the junior, so, and you got like the senior one that's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, so it's a little similar. Okay, so so what did you have to do then, dude? So I'm telling you, like this badass dude, yeah. we thought we were like, oh, we're gonna have to ground fight, we're gonna have to take shots, we're gonna have to do something crazy. This motherfucker just pulls up a PowerPoint and he pretends like he's taking us through like a, you know, like a patrolling class, and then like midway through, he just starts like a list comes up, and it's just like, oh, you know, so and so, you got whatever yeah. and i was like what that's it oh so yeah. you were expecting a little bit more yeah maybe that's his thing i mean you were expecting something you know yeah big but he's like <laughs> whatever just just take right. it but it was still, everyone was still pretty excited at that yeah. moment to, to get the list and hear their mos that's cool and then so i'm guessing you ended up in 29 palms as well right 
Yeah, for my MOS school <laughs> for a few months. So how was uh, getting that news? Or what did you hear about 29 Palms before? Um, well, I, I don't even know where I originally heard from 20, about 29 Palms, but like I kind of always knew about 29 Palms. Like, oh, it's a desert. It sucks. It's like whatever. Um, my my orders were to Japan. And so when I got my first orders, I was like, oh, shit, Japan. You know, at first you're like, well, can I go somewhere stateside? <laughs> uh, like kind of hesitant about it. And then afterwards, you know, like you said, oh, I'm going to Pensacola for my training at least. Like, this is going to be sweet. Yeah. And then they start telling me about my MOS and what it is. And like, all right, and your training's in 29 Palms. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> Great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, I remember like in, um, in boot camp, they sat us um, in a school circle or whatever. And they're like telling us like, oh, do you know where you're going? I'm like, no. They're like, oh, you're in the wing. So you're going to Florida. I was like, okay. All right, sweet. <laughs> and then, you know, everybody's asking me. And then. Please uh, take this moment to take a brief intermission, uh, have yourself some coffee, get a snack, use the restroom. Thank you for tuning in. So, okay, so they get where we're at the school circle, and then you're like, oh, you know, it's a wing. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. It's 7242. Like, I, I don't know. The drone instructor's like, I think I had like an infantry guy and like a logistics guy and something else, so they had no idea. So it was like, okay, you know, you're going to Florida. All right, cool. You know, go back to MCT and all this stuff. Like, where are you going? They're like, okay, we'll get you a plane ticket. You know, your MCT, getting a plane ticket. They're like, oh, you're going to 29 Palms. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, wrong. Like, <laughs> it's like, just hop on that bus over there. I'm like, wait, what? So I see the bus, you know, it's like you're in, you know, Camp Pendleton and everything. And then, you know, start seeing green. All of a sudden, yeah. everything starts turning to brown and more brown. There's just yeah. desert. I'm just like, oh, where am I going? But... That's my experience of finding out what 29 Palms was. Yeah, it wasn't even like a flight or anything. It was a long-ass <laughs> bus ride. It really was. So that sucked. Yeah, so TBS, six months long. I don't think I don't think any other branch has uh, like oh, a it, basic officer's course like the Marine Corps does. Oh, so TBS itself is six months long. Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought it was like combined with like the 10 weeks and then the six, like the rest filled in. Uh, some people, they do their, um, they do OCS after college. And so they do like... OCS 10 weeks and then straight into TBS, okay. which I mean, you're fit, you're ready for it, but yeah. that's a bitch, you know, like no break, just going straight into it. But yeah. So that experience was that, like how hard was it? Um, Not as hard. You kind of know what's up and you get treated a little bit better, but you're still, you know, very new. You're still not really certain about what's going on. They try and keep everything somewhat secretive just because, you know, you're out there trying to learn to be a... Uh, infantry commander essentially a provisional infantry platoon commander and so the training is meant to get you there meant you meant to make you a leader of marines and of course like we're supposed to be the example we're supposed to be that top dog like right. being there leading from the front knowing our shit um so it, it got really really hard it was also really fun and you you know obviously everyone suffers together you build a lot of camaraderie yeah. you have some good times you're all in the suck yeah yeah so <laughs> That's what brings you together, mm. I think, the most. It's like you remember the times, like, it's like, oh, you remember this? Like, oh, man. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to, but I remember. The, the first thing that comes to mind is one of our. So at the very end, like, you do like a war where, like, they split the company in half and then you just basically do like a fake war where the instructor is just hands off and let you do your thing. And I remember doing a night patrol. It was, it was in the summer, so luckily it was like still pretty warm. But it's just like pouring rain, just pouring, 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 nonstop. And going, going, we get to like a little checkpoint. We kind of sit down, like the rain stops. We're like, all right, cool. I'm just going to hang out. And me and my buddy look at each other. And then it starts pouring again. 
and we just start laughing like we couldn't help we just start like just cracking up like well this is it this is we're just gonna be wet for like three weeks <laughs> right it's like i could be at home you know watching tv or whatever but nope i'm in the rain and oh I... that that's one of the fucked up things is the first time our first exercise we went out to the the highlands quantico highlands we're in the woods i'm, I'm using air quotes right the now woods. because you you can see our barracks like they're making us stay out and like weeks in doing this exercise but you can literally see your barracks like snow's coming down it's like negative 12 it was oh but yeah so do you think that was do you think they did that on purpose like mentally it's like you know you're in the you know the quote-unquote woods and yeah you know maybe like well how far would you say like 500 yards a little bit more or? maybe yeah like 500 yards 500. Like. <laughs> so it's not even that far yeah no it was it was dumb I bet Tom Brady could have made a rock over there. Just like, oh, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, guaranteed. Um, so the war, did you guys win? Um, I don't even remember. Because yeah. it was it was, cause it was was a good time. Like, I yeah. enjoyed it. You do patrols. And you actually, there's like a little a mount town. So there's like a shanty yeah. town that you go through. And you they hooked us up with some legit equipment to where it tells you. Like you have this, like sensors all over your body. And your gun has a sensor on it. You know, whatever rifle you have, whether it's the, you know, some people had like the 240. I had okay. the M19. That thing was pretty badass. And then you had blanks, right? Yeah, blanks. So, and then like the sensor at the front. And it could, I guess it was predicting where it was going. Yeah. And it would tell you like shot, right arm, wounded. Yeah. So actually we did that through an MCT for like not as long as like maybe like a couple of days. But um, we're like in a little tower. And you hear like a little thing when it goes off, or like a little light. It's like a infrared laser or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I hit my buttstock against like the wall, and like you know, I like you know, heard it or whatever. You know, I'm like, wait a second. So you're telling me this is just like a motion sensor, basically? So like, we sat there. We're no, we're just like just smacking the buttstock, smacking the buttstock, shooting people, and then like it's like what they're looking around, like who shot us? Because you don't hear the blink go off. Right? Yeah, that's clever. No, that's clever. Hey. It was total by accident, mm. but it was so funny. Like we're just sitting there, like, Doosh, like mm. but so the war, I guess, is basically a practical application of everything you learned, right? Like how to lead and everything. Do yeah. You, do the roles like switch around as far as like commanding and you know being a following role or a leading role? Um, not during the war, but throughout TBS and OCS, actually, you get assigned um, different roles: platoon commander, platoon sergeant. Uh, company commander, company first sergeant, like okay. any billet you can imagine, you get rotated through because they're trying to see, like, all right, can this guy do it? Is right. he all right? Is he going to be a good leader? Is he going to be a good fit? If not, then we'll tuck him away in some kind of not so great MOS. <laughs> I mean, that's when you make it to TBS. But um, yeah, you rotate through. And then at the end, when the war happens, it's, you know, the top dogs get the top positions. So, like, if you made a top of your class, you get to be a company commander. So it's like okay. another incentive. Like, all right, I'm, I get to be the guy, you know? Right. So it kind of like, well, I mean, throughout the whole time, do they let you know where you're at or where you fall as far as like your class and everything? Yep. So everything's known. So it lets you know, like, like you said, like you're third out of like what? One push up or one pull up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how cutthroat it is. And that's mm-hmm. how like competitive it is. So it's like to give you a perspective to anybody listening. Um, so how was it finally getting out of TBS? It's, um, again, it's like exciting and it's almost like, uh, it's like you're entering like a new world because you've just been in training environments this whole time. And now it's like, all right, now I'm going to the fleet. Yeah. I'm not like just some chump kid. Cause as second lieutenants going through all these things, it's like you're, you're instructed by captains and you see captains like these gods, like, oh my God, like these guys have been in the Marine Corps forever. And 
they yeah. all know their shit and like we're so green we don't know what the hell's going on you know and then yeah. all the jokes about second lieutenants you know you know <laughs> then being like getting lost in the woods which that actually happened to me so i can't, I can't deny it so how was your land nav skills good but i only failed one because there's a night land nav where you go to your checkpoint and then from that one you're supposed to find another one to start at okay i made the mistake of starting from the same checkpoint that i found so like from a to b you're supposed to jump over to c then go c to d i went a to b b to d and oh, so I, gotcha. I fucked up yeah so okay but yeah there's a lot of jokes out there yeah, <laughs> a lot of yeah, sayings yeah. but i mean it's it's a different because i think the way enlisted like sees the the officers and everything it's like you know obviously you're our bosses mm-hmm. so it's going to be always that sort of the resiliency and like you know the or whatever you want to call it so it kind of makes sense that the jokes are there. <laughs> but, yeah, and it's it's fun because it also gives us more like, all right, I got I got to prove it wrong. <laughs> right. I gotta, no, I, yeah, I, I could definitely see that as well. <laughs> but so I always like to tell people that it's like literally two different lifestyles from like the civilian world in the military because it's it's like when you get out, it's like you already lived a life and you're so used to your every day in the military. And then you're, people try to transition to a civilian world where on the outside it could seem that like, oh, it's not that hard, you know, just, you know, get it together. But for some people it might mm-hmm. not be. So how was that adjusting to like that culture of the military coming from college into like TBS and then into going into the fleet? Um, I think so. I think it's easier to transition in than it is to transition out because like as you're going through your training and everything, you kind of just get like inoculated into like this is my new life this is what the expectations are especially in the marines like you go from normal civilian life like whatever things fly by mistakes happen whatever to joining like the marine corps especially like a marine corps officer where it's like very very few mistakes are allowed to slide and so your standards and everything just i guess go through the roof and it's like zero to a hundred real yeah yeah, zero to (laughs) a hundred real quick and then, like you said, you get accustomed to like having drill, having a certain way to talk, certain yeah. mannerisms, certain type of culture. Like every everyone's an alpha. Uh, so it was, it was easier going or going into from like you know college into like the OCS into TBS because you you said like you gradually grow, whereas maybe like somebody getting out is just like okay you're out. Yeah, like okay. you do what what is it like one week of yeah, uh, like, transition training when you get out. So yeah, I feel like yeah, like yeah exactly so. It, Maybe that should be extended a little bit, huh? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it should be extended. But at the same time, I feel like people never took it seriously. Like, I didn't really take it seriously. It was like a check in the box before I got right. out. So but, the the culture shock into there wasn't wasn't there. So it was just, you know, getting accustomed and learning as you go. Mm-hmm. So now you're in the fleet. So how's that like? Um, It was kind of weird because you're you're used to, like, the the very rigid structure, the very, like, intense training environment you know like waking up together working out together doing everything together and it's like boom 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 and now as an officer all of a sudden it's like you're free like all right i i I show up whenever i like i'm supposed to quote unquote like when i need to right Um, no one's checking in on me to be there at whatever time and all of a sudden like i'm i'm supposed to be telling these 30 40 50 60 plus marines like what what to do like i'm i'm barely figuring out my mos myself you know um but it's like it's really it's a huge honor like it it feels weird you have a lot of freedom as an officer but it's definitely like a huge honor like i have these expectations i need to live up to 
in front of my Marines because they definitely see you like, oh, that's the officer. Like, that, that's the guy. Like, yeah, we exactly. need to be, we need to emulate this person. And so now I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, like, faking the funk part of it, like, pretending like I know I, I got my shit together. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, relying on your training, like, oh, I actually do have my shit together. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, like, you know, like, I guess, like, a little bit nerve wracking, but then, you know, once you, like, take a second look at it, it's like, okay, I know what to do. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. You know, I was prepared for this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's safe to say that, I mean, we've seen, I've seen officers, I worked with for many officers talking to you. It's definitely safe to say that the training's there for a purpose and it, it serves it well, like, as far as the training wise. Oh, yeah. And I mean, then, oh, go ahead. I was saying, like, the first month, you're kind of like, you know, eyes wide brand new like oh crap what's going on right. but then after like you you get adjusted it's all it's all good from there so it's like almost like anything else in life that you starting off for the first time so yeah it's, yeah that, you know it's good to hear that at least like from the illicit side it's like you know we're making the jokes about you know like the lieutenants and everything but it's you know especially like the two i think i've only had two lieutenants like over like over me or over a shop or whatever and mm-hmm. like i like i didn't have much interaction but from seem like they're their shit together so it's i can't i've seen other lieutenants and like other units that are like well it's kind of like you don't need to yell man we get it but no that's that's uh that's good to hear honestly um like i said all the jokes aside because sometimes you know it's like shit these jokes like oh man sometimes they're true yeah that's about yeah, everything yeah. um so I've heard all these enlisted or officer jokes. What other enlisted jerks you've heard? <laughs> if there was any, I don't. Uh, maybe, you know what? Let's not do that one. You guys are officers. Let's say, I, don't, I don't know if there's that no. many jokes, but still, like we'll we'll get gather around some drinks and be like, God damn it! Like these fucking lance corporals, like fuck, dude. Well, that's every, that's everybody, <laughs> yeah, that's everybody. Yeah, you're even right. lance corporals. Even lance corporals, like motherfucker. <laughs> oh man. All right, so this was. Uh, you said you went to the school and then you went to Oki? Yeah. So how was that like? I've loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved Okinawa. Uh, loved Japan. Loved the culture. And as far as my, my MOS goes, my first year, um, I actually had a really rare, interesting billet where I, I check into my unit. Um, you know, first day you're running around going to, you know, admin, getting your whatever filled out, getting your orders stamped. Going to S1, checking in, whatever, seeing the family readiness officer, all that random stuff. And then I meet my platoon commander and he's like, oh, hey, Lieutenant Ramos, nice to meet you. Um, Go ahead, start checking back out. You're going to be going, you know, you're going to be fapped out. I was like, day two, day two, and I'm already getting sent to a a new unit. Finally, checking done. Yeah, (laughs) as soon as it's done, I was like, all right, now check back out. Um. And they actually sent me to a small island off the coast of Okinawa. So not only am I on an island, I get sent to another island that's even smaller. Oh, wow. Um, there's a half marathon on the island, and it's just the you know the, the circle of the island. Like, All right. It's the full half marathon. It's 13 so miles. That, that's yeah. how big it is. <laughs> oh, wow. That's small. Yeah, tiny. But um, half the island is a training facility, and I was sent to be like the officer in charge of that training facility for a whole year. So that was like a very interesting, cool billet. Cause it was, um, it was me and about 10 other Marines just running this like 880 acres of training land with like a huge airstrip and constantly people would be doing airdrops there. Uh, snipers would come through and do like stalking training and stuff. And I would regularly work with the local mayor, like the actual mayor of the, 
of the island and That's awesome. like talk about it and be like, all right, hey, I got an exercise coming up. There's going to be this many Marines coming, like trying to work with the community to put them at ease because, you know, if you see boats and boats of Marines coming through, you're like, all right, what the hell's going right. on? Like, it's For like happening. the locals yeah. and everybody, it's like, are you being invaded? Yeah, like, what's right, happening? Yeah. So how was that culture shock with like, you know, the, the Okinawans and the Japanese people over there, like their customs compared to what we have here? And, you know, you said your parents immigrated from Mexico. Like mm-hmm. how was all that coming to play? Man, I don't know if I'm just like weird or something, but I just dove right into it. Like, I love that. Yeah, I, I started sure. speaking Japanese. Like I got conversational in Japanese by the end of my time there. I like, love the food, was trying to go out as much as I could, visiting as many different areas as I could. You know, whenever we weren't locked down. I don't, uh, th- I don't think it'd be weird, you know, diving in. I think you're just, you know, getting the most of it, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So I think that that's awesome. You learn Japanese, so now you're like trilingual. Or maybe, I don't know what other languages you know, but... Yeah, just English, Spanish, and uh, uh, Japanese, I would not say I'm like... Can you? Got, get, if you went to Japan, can you get by? Yeah. You're good then. I was actually, I, I was like able, even, even able to pick up a few chicks out there. Which see, I was like... I right. consider that, you know, being... You know, You'll be good on your own, so I think that that counts. All right. No, but yeah, man, being open to it, it completely changes the experience. Cause I remember getting there and you check into the barracks and you start talking to other people like, "Hey, what's going on? What's it like?" Blah blah blah. But um, some dudes would be like, I, "I hate it here, you know, Oki Traz, whatever. Like this island sucks. I can't wait to go home." And then you ask them like, "Oh, well, have you checked this place out? Have you been here?" And they're like, "No, no." Like, "Well, have you checked like anywhere other than American Village? Like, you know, have you?" Have you gone out to check anything? Like, no, no, this this place sucks. Like, that's why it sucks because you're not doing anything. You know, you're right. You're hard headed. So that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, anywhere where you go, if you're gonna like, you're not really, you dove right in, so you enjoyed every moment of it. So if somebody's like, you know, I can't think of the word. It's like they're like sheltered. Or there you go, like, sheltered. Yeah, sheltered. yeah. <laughs> being sheltered. They're sheltering themselves from enjoying that experience mm-hmm. and i have heard that like from marines that i've met that have gone over there and like it's like it's like no it's like we're always on lockdown i'm like well i mean i've talked to so and so or somebody else and like dude they had a great time mm-hmm. so i think it's, it's a, you have to make the most of your experiences yeah I, I do have to say though as an officer i had a lot more freedom than the enlisted so i'm sure the experience <laughs> could have been way worse Okay, that's that, that's something to take consideration mm-hmm. as well, though. But I mean, with the list of people I've talked to, they, they enjoy their time yeah, a lot. Yeah. So, so you got what is that name of the island again? Iejima. Iejima. Mm-hmm. So you get there, and right away you're, I mean, you get put in a leadership leadership position where you're in charge of like this whole training center. Yeah. Um, what were like some challenges that you faced with that? Um, so there was basically like no turnover. Um. Like, the dude was literally checking out of the Marine Corps as he's transitioning, like, my position over. So, I am I have no clue what the hell I'm doing, and I'm trying to learn this position. And I report to two different colonels directly. So, like, no sort of chain of command. It's, like, me and a colonel. And as a brand-new lieutenant, yeah. that scares the shit out of me. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Like, I always try to compare that to, like, civilian world where it's, like, you're, like, a brand-new, like, employee, and now you're, you know, talking to, like... Like the like, regional manager, like right. directly, like okay, yeah, you know, you have no supervisor above you, anybody. It's like the big jump. Mm-hmm. So, so you were on twenty four seven, basically, like anybody, like you're watching. Because I'm, I'm assuming there, there, there is always somebody at this training facility, wherever you know, guarding watch or whatever. Yeah. So if something happened, like you were the go to guy, like you, yep. It's like, hey, uh, Lieutenant Ramos, like 
two in the morning. I'm sorry, but you know, this happened. And that must've been tough. It must've been a lot, but I could also like, I guess you got to make the best of it. Right. With all the Marines that you had, you said you have like 10 of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we became really close knit, you know, um, what I guess one thing that could be bad is like the lines of, of like rank kind of got blurred a little bit. Yeah. Cause you know, it it's, so it's 10 of you like on this little Island, we have like our own bar and everything. It's like, you're, you're getting shit faced with, you know, it's <laughs> like, it was me. So a second Lieutenant, no, I was first Lieutenant, first Lieutenant, a master Sergeant, like a Sergeant, a couple corporals and some Lance corporals all just getting shit faced. together. So you were, the, <laughs> yeah. you were the only officer then. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that, that must, that must've been like interesting. Well, cause like a lot of people that don't know, it's like, you know, you're fresh out of college, you know, six months after, t- like after college, you, you go to the fleet. So you're roughly around what, 22, 23? Um, let me think. I was 24 at the time. Oh, 24? Mm-hmm. And then you said you had a master sergeant. So this is somebody that's been in for 15 yeah, plus years. Yeah, and some people like, you know, there's just ranks to them. But, you know, if you look at the bigger picture, it's, they're a lot older than you. Yeah. And you, they're, you're, you're, you're their boss technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like now you're brand new, you're in charge of somebody that's been in the military 15 plus years, maybe in 20 mm-hmm. plus years. Yeah. So like, you know, people listening take that into perspective as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys actually became really close because, you know, that's, it could have gone sideways. It could have gone bad. And, you know, it could have been that separation. Yeah, and you so, know, um, the uh, the enlisted guys I was working with, they rotated every six months. So there was kind of like a little bit of gap where I had to work with, probably ended up being like 20 different Marines. Uh, but there was one guy who was a huge problem. Like he was kind of a shitbag. He got sent to us because he was a shitbag causing problems in his unit. Oh, you're like, lucky me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sweet, thanks. And he started causing problems there. And it kind of started like, you know, some people were his friends. So it became like a little bit of a rift where people are taking sides and like that was its own challenge trying to manage and control that i can't imagine that yeah that's that must have been like i said you were on there you're 24 7 you're the guy there and then having to deal with like another challenge like that mm-hmm. i can see how that could get frustrating really fast so you're there for a year and then do you go back to okinawa or do you go somewhere else after that yeah i went back to okinawa um to join my i guess my parent unit who i was originally supposed to be with um and then from there, just doing, oh yeah, like immediately get sent to Korea. Like I check in, check back in, yeah. and then like uh, I think it was like a week and a half, two weeks later, right, you go to Korea, and I was there for like I think six, no, four months. Did you drink the cobra's blood, or was it the snake's blood? No, habusake, yeah. or or, or the, don't they like the Korean Marines do something like that, like a tradition? Oh, so I didn't do that type of training with them. Okay. I actually, um, for my first one, I got sent to be a liaison in like by the DMZ. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so it was, I was basically running like fake wars, and I was kind of being a marine representative for like the air kind of side, air and a little bit of the the aircraft carriers. But yeah, something I'd never done before. Again, no. like super steep learning curve, like figuring it out as I go. And so, yeah, that was that was was a good time. It was fun. I like Korea. Yeah, it seems like a really cool place to visit. Um, so you said you were how far away were you from the DMZ? Did you get a chance to go actually like visit like where they have the yeah yeah the connection? I, I, I was there and like you, yeah. know, you see like the North Korean like whatever military like right there standing on their side and then the South Korean stand on their and side. So they're literally just staring at each other. Yeah yeah so. yeah yeah. And then you look into the into the North Korea and it's just like this fake town that's kind of out in the distance where you need some binoculars to kind of really start looking at it. But yeah, it's just like. Imagine 29 Palms and then just one little town right there. So, like, even more barren than 29 Palms. Really? Yeah. So, was there... But it was it occupied? Like, 
was there people there or is it uh, on the dmz yes no, like but in that little town you couldn't see anyone. so it was like, like that what's that one movie with the interview oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. dude yeah that's it's like that it's like that <laughs> so i mean i don't want to speculate or assume but we have witnesses that's yeah it's just there's nothing there dude and i'm sure like you could probably go knock them down with like your hand or like a straw yeah. that's the wind i mean we laugh but honestly it's really depressing and sad like the oppression that there is there I mean, if you want to get a good feel for that, uh, a book that I actually recommended to Mikey, A River in Darkness. A River in Darkness? Um, it, it goes through a story about a, a Japanese-born citizen who was born from a Korean father. And this is right when North Korea kind of started getting power and he started telling, like, come to the homeland. Like, everything's going to be prosperous. Everything's going to be great. And so he goes to North Korea thinking it's going to be awesome. He's going to live a better life there. He's not going to be ostracized for being, you know, half Korean, half Japanese. And then, of course, everything just goes to shit. And it just goes through a story about him trying to escape. And it's, oh, wow. it's a good story. It's nuts. Damn. I would have to, have, like, I'll listen to it. Because I, <laughs> I can't really read much because I drive trucks. So it's easier oh, gotcha, for audiobooks. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's something I would definitely listen to. Um, so, you, yeah, so it's, like they say, because, you know, I, I watch a lot of documentaries, like the whole DMZ and how they just stare at each other. So stare at each other. Um, so how long were you in your career for? Um, like four or five months total at my timeline gets kind of fuzzy because I was doing that liaison billet for a couple months and then I got sent to the south part of Korea to do another exercise with my parent unit again. Um, and I was there for a couple months. Uh, dang, it was Mujuk, Camp Mujuk. So okay. for whoever's in the Marine Corps knows Camp Mujuk, they know it sucks. It's <laughs> this tiny little base. It's in the middle of nowhere. Well, there's like a small town, but it sucks is it worse than 29 palms oh i would say yes because there's more restrictions you're okay you have to stay on base it's like not as or it's worse than japan Japan. yeah it's because it's kind of sketchy oh that okay so and then how long were you said you had orders to or you were in the originally give you orders to japan for a year or how Mm, long was it two years two years okay so you spent the year and then the overseeing the training facility and you spent what four or five months mm-hmm. in korea so you really didn't spend much time at your peer unit then right so how was the rest of that like um so then when i did get back um you know i was there for like the remainder of my time like it ended up being three or four months um really enjoyed it it was cool because i was sitting there training marines planning exercises enjoying okinawa uh traveling as much as i could and it was it, that ended up being a little bit more low key. Like most of the training exercises that I planned, planned ended up getting canceled. Like I was supposed to go to Australia, but like their restrictions got super crazy, and we couldn't get our gear clean enough in time. Restrictions um, for like just can you explain that a little bit more? Oh yeah. So whenever we were doing Australian exercises, our gear had to be spotless because they do not want they do not want to introduce any foreign anything okay. into like the insects country. Yeah. or anything like that. Insects, animals, plants, whatever, and so. That like makes it sense. had to be spotless. And then, because, you know, especially at the time we're in right now, it's like, you know, COVID time, but this is before COVID. So yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, that, you know, knowing it's like, okay, this is way before COVID. So I, you know, maybe a little more explanation. Right. So, I mean, that, that sucks. But I mean, if you're, they're isolated down there, so they don't want like an invasive right, species yeah, or yeah. anything like that. Um, so after Okinawa, is that where you got orders to Yuma or where did you go next? Um, so yeah, I got orders to Yuma, but in between that, I actually got to play with the armed forces soccer team. So I oh, was, nice. uh, 
I went to Texas for a couple weeks, tried out, made the team. We had a tournament in Oman, um, which is near uh, United Arab Emirates. And oh wow! We, we sucked. We got our ass <laughs> kicked. We scored two goals. You can you can look it up on Wikipedia. Um, it's called Sism, like C I S M. It was like the second national World Cup, military World Cup. But yeah, we got our ass kicked. We were bottom of the table. The only team that did worse than us was Canada. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't even know that existed. But that's kind of funny. Like you know, like it was that like. Um, is it like a reputation that the the American military has in its soccer world, or is it? It's more like it's not about the U.S. military soccer world, but it's about the other countries. So okay. like Qatar and like all those Middle Eastern countries, they recruit their pros. And so oh, like wow. the opening ceremony, you, you imagine like military ceremony, everyone's in their uniform, everyone's marching, doing the whole thing. These dudes from Qatar, are like in their sweats and just like walking around, like they don't give a shit. Obviously, like just got recruited from right. their professional league. And some of us were rocking around during our time off. And um, we were like little mini celebrities. We went to the mall. They're like, oh, USA. Oh, cool. And they're like, yeah. you know, cheering for us. And we asked them, like, Is, can we watch any, like, pro games right now? And the guy looked kind of confused. He's like, no. And we're like, well, like, they don't have any pro leagues here. He's like, oh, no. Like, they're they're playing in the tournament. Like, they're playing against you. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. They, they, ran, they ran circles around us. It was nuts. <laughs> Oh man, that's that really sucks. That yeah, way. I mean it was funny. It was a good experience, but like, you kind of knew going in, like USA against you know yeah. all these other guys. So how long was that? Like a couple weeks or? Um, it was like a month and a half total. Okay, nice. So it was like a good little break, you yeah. know. But you're still representing your military, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, so you have all at this point where you still was it a, a lieutenant or are you captain now? Uh. Um, it was Captain Select, so okay. not pinned on yet. Okay, and then you get to Yuma, so kind of familiar with that area because it's just like Twenty Nine Palms, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but at least there's more people around, right? Yeah, yeah. No desert yetis or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, there's a few, but <laughs> but the, yeah, they're more scarce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least there's like a good town nearby. You know, Yuma, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have this experience where you know the training facility, everything. You know, hearing your story and hearing what you're talking about, it's like, you know, it's, if you were to tell me that as a new Marine under your command or, you know, under your watch, it's like, I'd have confidence in you with everything you've been, it's only been, what, two years in the Marine Corps? Yeah. So that's, that's great to hear, man. That's like, so how was Yuma like? Um, I really enjoyed Yuma because I actually got the chance to be in charge of my unit, in charge of, uh, or my section, um, and actually working as like. A Marine Corps officer and teaching them about the MOS, teaching them about like being a Marine, professional development, personal development. Uh, I really got more into that mentorship type position, which was like really enjoyable. I mean, th- this guy I can tell you, Mikey over here, he was he was one of my Marines. He he backstabbed me a little bit. Oh, I'll tell I'll tell that story later. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it, and um, so like. For people listening, this timeline sounds somewhat short, but that's because there's a lot of like random gaps where I was doing other things. So just to kind of fill in the gaps. So OCS, graduated OCS, commissioned, worked as a recruiting assistant for a little while, went to 29 Palms to become a martial arts instructor. Uh, That took me about a month and a half. Then from there, continued working as a recruiting assistant. And then from there, went to 
TBS. And then after TBS, I was a tactics instructor at OCS for the oh, wow. summer. Yeah. So okay. I got turned around. Everything I learned turned around and like taught the other guys. Did um, you learn? I, I, like, um, I know you're also going to school to become a professor. So is there anything that you like? Does teaching help you learn more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you like, I'm not going to get too into like the academics and the weeds of it, but um, there's like a, a breakdown of if you're listening to a lecture, you're going to retain maybe like 10% of it. If you're taking notes, maybe like 20% of it. If you're interacting in a small group type setting where it's like, let's say you and I are working on a little project, it comes to like 40, 50%. Um, if you're teaching the material, it bumps up to like 90% retention of the information. So like being a teacher, just like your knowledge of whatever subject it is, is just going to go through the roof and it's gonna, really going to help you out. So that's, that's double. Like even if you're fully invested in trying to learn a PowerPoint that somebody's teaching if, versus if you're teaching, it's double the retention yeah. that you're going to keep. So mm-hmm. that, that's a, like, that's a lot because that's, I've learned that too with my experience. Like whenever I teach, especially my daughter, I try to teach her things and you watch like a human, new human being trying to learn this stuff. Like, no, yeah. that's not how you do it, but I'm just going to watch you. Yeah. Like you tried tighter shoes yesterday. I'm just like, that's not how you do it. <laughs> but uh, and then your tiny shoe, you're like, oh shit! No. Like, well, this is how you do it. This is oh, I get it now. That's why I buy slip-ons now. So, but uh, but um, how was uh, like you said, you turned, you learned that, you turned around and teach it back to like the OCS. Mm-hmm. How was um, how did that help you, or like, what did you take from that? Um, the funniest thing was like how stupid we were as candidates dude <laughs> as like candidates and recruits like the fear is real like fear really makes you stupid because you're sitting there like you're scared of your you know your drill instructors and your sergeant instructors you're like fuck i gotta do everything right i gotta do everything fast i gotta do everything the best but there's no way to be the best everything's always going to be wrong yeah. and i remember seeing them go through this just like really basic like rifle training to where you come up to this little stack of tires you lay down you know prone next to it aim pop a couple shots you're gonna run through like this fake little minefield stepping over barbed wire reload and like you know so on so on it's maybe like 100 yards of some little training exercise and i walk up and go to check on one of the candidates and he's like i, I can't load my mag like, i don't I don't see what's going on and he's loading the rounds like one facing one direction the other one facing oh just hit the mic one facing the opposite direction and i'm like why like what <laughs> What makes sense about that? That you're stacking them like in opposite directions. Like what? What's going through your head right now? And I'm like, candidate, come here. Like this is not how it works. Like it's just all the same direction. So like that, and, and you know, he's just like eyes huge looking at me as I'm coming up. I'm like, hey, I'm not here to yell at you. I'm here to help you. I'm sorry, but that's funny. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, and just to think about it, I was like, there's no way I was. I'm, I'd like to think there's no way I was that stupid, but of course I was. Right. You know? Oh man, I think that comes with a sense where common sense isn't so, isn't so common yeah, in the military. Right. Yeah. But that's, oh, that's great. That's cool. Um, so, so I mean, other other than like understanding that the fear is real, it's also gaining more empathy for people in those types of positions. Like, oh, I was there. Let me help them out. Let me you know, right. teach them what's up. So I mean, this goes back to where everything the military does is for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you know, they put you in the position so you can learn, you can teach, you can instruct, and. Maybe the empathy comes into play too. Yeah. So, how, through the recruiting system, what's um, what would, like what was the best part you took away from that? Um, it just I think it was mostly so it was just kind of like a time filler because my um, slot for TBS like was delayed. Okay. Um, 
But through there, just learning about well, experiencing different Marines and just like their different attitudes and different recruiting stations and like how the game goes, how they recruit, why they're recruiting, what sort of mission, why they have the mission, um, really the details of the way they screen, the way they evaluate. And yeah, just understanding that process, the admin side, really right. a huge part of the admin. Cause you know, going to the Marines, going to the military, I'm sure everyone's like, you're going to shoot guns. You're going to do all this crazy shit and that's it. Yeah. But no, there's a lot there's of paperwork. A lot, yeah, a lot, lot of paperwork. <laughs> and then, were you recruiting mainly for like uh, more candidates or like enlisted side? Oh uh, yeah, just candidates. Candidates, okay. And then, was it easier or like? I mean, you could really relate to them because you're still fresh, right? Mm-hmm. So was that did that help you in talking to them and, you know, I wouldn't say convincing, but I guess like helping them understand how everything worked. And yeah, it definitely from. it definitely helped to give them like a better breakdown, better idea of what they could look forward to, what the process is going to look like. Um, recruiting for officers, I mean, depending on the location, is way easier because, like, we're trying out for this position. Like, we want to get in. When we right. don't get let in, like, it's it sucks. It's a bummer. Like, I know there was this one kid who was there for, like, a year and a half trying to get into OCS. Like, I got in within the first few months. But, like, this dude is, like, trying, working his ass off, like, starting doing extracurricular activities, started, like, joining the track team, started doing all sorts of other stuff so he can get in, like, deep desire to get in. Whereas, you know... Some people come in to enlist at a high school. They're kind of maybe on the fence. And then yeah. like one little thing, they're like, eh, no thanks. Like, I'm out. So you, you got to start over, you know? Yeah. So as far as like, you know, saying that says a lot because we're like the officers, it's not really where it's somebody that, that really wants to do it. Yeah. It's like somebody that's not really going to have their 100% in it or their heart in it. It's, yeah. They're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So that says a lot, especially, you know, looking at my officers that I had above me and everything. Like, there's a lot for them or to them. Mm-hmm. So that that's good to hear and very like I guess like like it just feels good you know to hear that so, yeah yeah so like well, after re- recruiting assistance what'd you do or was or what was the order again um, so OCS recruiting assistant um, martial arts instructor course back to recruiting so did you get the black belt then or how yep. was that so uh, black belt MAI a month and a half right. Yeah. You said okay. How was um, for those of you like with like you know lots of bends and thrust? I assume. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but how was uh, that experience like? Um, you know, like leveling up in belts and like when I tell people like like McMap like what it is, it's you know sometimes hard to explain because I think it takes a little bit out of a lot of martial arts forms. Mm-hmm. So it's how was your experience going through that? Um, it was really, really intense. Um, I did it with uh, First Light Armored Reconnaissance uh, Battalion, and it was 22 of us. And so we show up in the morning. First thing, it's like, you know, 5, 5.30, and it's just an intense workout. Um, like one of the first workouts we did, we were like in little mini platoons, and we had to carry like two five-gallon jugs of water, like this dummy on a stretcher. And each of us had to carry our own little war baby, which was just a sack of sand taped into like a brick. So it ended up being like 30, 40 pounds, however heavy you made it. Um, and we had to go through like an obstacle course. We had to do like a five mile run and do all this other stuff. And that's like, it was basically something like that every single morning for like a month and a half straight. After you do that, you come back and we're fighting. So, so you're already exhausted. You're already and exhausted. Now, now and you're grappling with like. So we did, we did grappling. So like just basic like jujitsu type stuff. And then we'd also do like kickboxing and then we do standing to ground mixed stuff. And then, um, after that, another 
like work out like that to where they would just beat the crap out of us. Uh, there's something called the cohesion room. I'm, and I'm not going to get into that, but he, it's borderline hazing. <laughs> well, we loved it. We volunteered. We were there for it. You know, right. at the time, you're like, God, this sucks so bad. Uh, but afterwards, you're just like laughing about it. I remember. So when we when you would lose in the grappling, you'd have to do burpees. He's like, all right, you have to give me 60 burpees in one minute. Go impossible yeah there's no fucking way he's like all right maybe for the first like 20 seconds you know one a second yeah you're going boom 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 you're like you're thinking i got this i got this next thing you know you're like even if you got like 58 you know they're they're these sergeants and staff sergeants like all right now try for 50 in a minute go and you're you're blown out from the first 60 so (laughs) all right try it again yeah so you do this whole obstacle course this vigorous exercise in the morning you're grappling and now you're doing burpees so yeah (laughs) It was, yeah, super intense. But luckily, the afternoon after we got our lunch, um, it was, all right, we're going to teach you these techniques. You're going to learn all the techniques, and we're going to run it through to where it's like the back of your hand. Yeah, repetition. And, yeah. And then after that, we're going to teach you how to teach it. Okay. Oh, that, that's mm-hmm. good. So, mm-hmm. so you be, yeah, so you're the instructor. So, how, so within that month and a half, how was the martial arts instruction through, like, if there was any through OCS and TBS and all that? Um, or have, have you gone through TBS at this point yet? Or? Um, not yet. I had not yet. Through okay. TBS, so yeah. through OCS, how was the martial arts, if there was any? Um, very, very minimal. Okay. Um, just kind of like basic. Um, tan, probably, probably tan yeah, belt. tan belt. Okay. But we didn't actually get our belt because some people might not commission. So right. it was just running through like whatever. We did pugil sticks a bunch of times. So just for yeah. people who don't know, just it's basically a large stick and your large Q-tip and you're beating yeah. each other up with a large Q-tip. Did you get to wear? You have to wear the helmets yeah, and everything. Yeah, I got a helmet that was too big for my head, oh. and like half of it was covered up. So I was like going like this, <laughs> like a head turned, <laughs> just peeking through a little hole. Yeah. So, so going into like, was there the martial arts instructor? Was that like an optional, or is that like you know voluntold kind of thing? Or uh, voluntold, but I was also like super excited right. to have the opportunity because um, the right. the officer selection officer that I was working with, um, he's like, hey, you're my fittest dude. You're going. Yeah, like, I wasn't going to say no. I was like, hell yeah, I get right. to go be a martial arts instructor. It also looks good, especially when you try to get promoted and everything. <laughs> and it, it looked good, but it was also, it ended up being a lot of work because when I went to TBS, the um, the company commander was like, oh, you're an MAI. Oh. Sweet. <laughs> Everyone in the company is going to be green belt by the time they leave. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I mean... Yeah, that, that. <laughs> yeah. So, were you the only like instructor? There? Uh, there was four of us. Okay, so, so. I kind of you know workload is literally, yeah. but it's still more work than you had yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from the instructor course? Ooh. Um. For some reason, the first thing that comes to my mind is the instructor telling us, uh, upon our graduation, he's like, "All right, gents, listen, it's gonna be like." you have a set of tits on your belt now. And we're like, what? I mean, that's not politically correct, obviously, but, but he's like, everyone's going to be staring at your belt. Everyone's going to be looking at you to, you know, to belt them up. And it's going to be like little drug deals. Like, hey, hey, man, hey, man, can you give me the black belt, dude? Hey, hey, what do, what do I got to do for a brown belt, dude? You know, that, <laughs> um, but no, just, uh, just the hard work that it takes to get there. Yeah. Because um, it was definitely intense. It was definitely nuts. And it's not for everyone. It's not easy. Um, like I, I really had no concept of really what it meant at the time. I was just like, all right, cool. Like I'm a martial arts instructor. I know these tactics. I know this close combat, um, like, you know, techniques so I can 
teach these and this is something if we were to be deployed and go into some close quarter stuff, we'll survive. Or even like you're out in town and someone pulls a gun on you, boom, like I can right. defend disarm myself, yeah, yeah, disarm them. And then, so after that, you said TBS, and then what was after that? Um, so or it was more recruiting assistance, right? And then TBS? Yeah, yeah, more recruiting assistance, uh, then TBS, and then after TBS was the um, tactics instructor at OCS. Okay, so that's where you went to the candidates. And yeah, everything. yeah, like candidates, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense. I'm trying to defend them. I can't. I mean, yeah, no. It, the way they're shaped, you know, you want to... Yeah. A little OCD, like, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 maybe that's what it was. I'm trying to, to see you bro. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's not perfect. Because if you mm. stack them, it's going to be like lopsided. So right. I'm trying to help this guy out. But. but but I can tell you, the motivation is just... You'll never find any higher motivation. Yeah. These just screaming at the top of their lungs, sprinting as fast as they can. Like, everything they do is 100% as much as they can. Yeah. So at least they got that. That's good. They're not smart. They're tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so we touched on that. We touched on the Oki, Korea. You know, I think we were at Umar. Did we miss anything? I mean, I got a funny story about the MAI course. Not not funny, but it's... Anything. Anything it's, you it's, want to share? It's a fun story. Just like one of, some of the training, just getting in, in, into it. So there's... We would do the O course. And obviously, like... Boom, sprint to the O course, get to the top of the rope. As soon as you get down, we had to go through like this random little tunnel thing. So you're just low crawling through the tunnel and then you're just in this open sandy area. And the instructors would be like, all right, go at it, fight. And you'd be fighting this dude. Like we have our gear on, but we're like, we're going for it. You know, punching each other, kicking each other, taking each other to the ground. And when you're exhausted, just dirt everywhere. They would just like throw like a little knife, like a fake knife. And all of a sudden, you know, everyone's just scrambling and like this, like it feels real, you know, I'm like, you know, scratching, trying to get this knife and this dude grabs his knife. I remember one time he beat me to the knife because I was on my back and he happened to be on top of me and they tossed it next to my head. I just hear like, I'm like, oh, fuck, there it is. And so I'm trying to reach behind me, which I can't. So he gets it. He cocks his arm back. And luckily, like through the training, I was like, all right, he telegraphed. Perfect. And he's about to like get me in the throat, and I managed to grab his arm, and I'm just like swinging his arm around, oh. slamming it against the ground, and it just feels like I'm in a freaking movie. Boom! So it, it felt legit, like yeah. somebody's about to stab you. And uh-huh. like, okay, that's that sounds really intense. Yeah. It was controlled though. Like if he was, because there was a point where like if you get him in a position where all right, they're they could get hurt, the instructors like tackle you off of them. They'll like really get yeah. you. Yeah. So they'll stop it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just let me like anything else. So. That's good. <laughs> so, did we miss anything in between? Uh, or any funny stories in between you want to say? Any bad stories? I don't know. Maybe. Just ran- random shit happens. Random you're, shit. You're doing through training. Um, I remember one buddy got hit by a fish. A fish? On a, on a five-mile run. Yeah, we were doing a run. And I guess some eagle was like flying over and dropped its its prey. And boom, smacks him in the face. Plat, just like fish guts and blood. And he comes back, and the instructor's like, you know, Kenny, what the fuck's up over your face? <laughs> and he's like, a fish fell from the sky, like, gunny, gunny sergeant? Like, what, what do you say to that? What do you say yeah, to that? Yeah, what do you say to that? Just like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> keep going, I guess? I don't know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, another story that was it was pretty funny. Um you can you could you can tell when the instructors are trying to like keep it together. You know, like so hold their bearing. Yeah, they hold their bearing. <laughs> so it's towards the end when they're all kind of starting to lighten up and relax a little bit. 
we're all in our uh, we're in the barracks we're in line in front of our racks yeah. and the instructor's just kind of like our sergeant instructor walking up and down the gunny he was the kill hat but he's kind of easing up and then you see him kind of just like tilt his head down and like really like making like this, this fighting to <laughs> keep the grin in I'm like what the fuck and then he just like beelines it just like walking hella fast back to his office boom and then all of a sudden, we all just smell it. We catch the wall oh, and fart, dude. Just like this nasty rank fart. He just fucking cropped us. Like, like why is this dude walking up and down? Just because he was crop dusting all of us, dude. And of course, he's just cracking up in his office as we're like choking on his shit air. That's so gross. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm sure you guys got stories like that from recruit training, yeah? Oh, man. There's, yeah, there's some good ones. Man, best 13 weeks I never want to do again. I tell people, they're like, oh, what? Like, yeah, I never want to do that shit again. Yeah. But. No, that makes me think there was definitely, there was one point. Um, in, in boot camp for enlisted, are, can you quit at any point? Are you, can you just be like, you know what? I don't want to do this and they'll send you home or. I don't, I like they say no, but I think if you go. I mean, request mass or, you know, talk to a chaplain or somebody and you, you say whatever you need to say. I think at a certain point they have to, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. Right. I mean, they, they can't like kidnap you. They can't. Right. It's like, you know, I don't want to do this or you. Mm. It's, but but it's like a process, right? It's not. Right. Like oh, yeah. It would have to be a process. Yeah. I, I definitely think it would have to. I heard that you can, but it's, they don't want to make it easy, right? Cause yeah. Like, everybody has a breaking point. And, mm-hmm. See, so. at, o- at OCS, all you got to do is say, I'm done. And boom, really? you go home. Because like I said, it's like a tryout. Oh, and so, so they're not forcing you to stay. Yeah, there. they're not forcing you to stay. At any moment, you could say, "I want to leave. I don't want to do this anymore," and you're done. You get sent home. And if you if you end up failing any physical fitness tests, you get sent home. If you violate any sort of like the rules, so like they do treat you a little bit more like adults, but that's also like a test, like, like integrity, right, yeah, like integrity. Like so like, hey, you're not supposed to have any candy. So let's say you get your time out in Liberty and you come back and they find a little candy wrapper. You get sent home for an integrity violation because that shows yeah. your character or, or, you know, whatever they, how they want to justify it. And then once you like get sent home or you see, you, are you done? Can you re try to rejoin the process? Or uh, it depends how you get sent. If you get sent home for a integrity violation, no. Okay. Um, if you get sent home cause you failed a physical fitness test, yes, you can apply and try again. Um, any more details on that? I'm not sure. I think it's very much case by case, but, uh, the worse the reason, the harder it is to get back. Right. But I remember being at the halfway point and I was like, I, I want to quit. Like, fuck this. I want, I want to go home. I don't know if this is worth it. And I was like, I don't think I've ever been there ever. Not even since then. Like to the point where I really want to quit, really want to give up. So what made you stay or was that like, like a process that you like came to terms with? Or was it kind of just like convincing yourself right there and then? Or did it take like a couple of days, a couple of hours? Um... It, it took a couple hours, but it was my buddy next to me because he was kind of experiencing the same thing. He's like, yeah, man, this really sucks. He's like, but we're halfway through, dude. Like, finish it out. Like, if you don't want to do this like, afterwards, you have that choice. But, like, don't rob yourself of that opportunity. Like, this right. is temporary. It fucking sucks. But we can do this. Like, we're, we're going to be fine. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Like we can do this. We're halfway through. It's gonna get easier. 
or better. I'm going to get better at it. It's not going to get easier. I'm going to get better like, at it. Yeah. I'm going to get better at it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's good that you were able to come to, to terms with that in a couple mm-hmm. hours. Um, did you see a lot of people quit? Like for like maybe they reached their breaking point? Um, for, a couple people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you lose more people to that versus failing stuff or integrity violations or how did that go? Uh, more to failing. More to, more to uh, failing. Like either they failed in their billet. So they would also put us like, all right, you're going to be the first sergeant. And so you got to kind of run the, the day-to-day activities. And, you know, some of them would like snap under pressure or they would kind of like lose themselves because you're going to go up, you're going to address the whole company like in typical drill movements like all right company face left and they're if you mess anything up they're yelling at you they're on you and sometimes people freeze up and they end up just getting like stuck there not knowing what to do and i guess at your home yeah because it's like if if you can't react to these guys yelling at you then how are you gonna be you know that's how cutthroat it is and i mean i've said that before and man they're getting more like bigger picture but that's that's intense it's really intense um what was um that was ocs right Mm -hmm. so how was like like your favorite memory from OCS? Um, I really enjoyed like all the physical side of it, except for the hiking. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna keep saying it because the hiking was just so bad for me. Like I don't know if it's just my body or because I'd never done it before, but it felt like I was like my muscles were getting ripped off my legs. Like it just it hurt so bad and it yeah. was rough. Um, there was at the end of one hike, I almost passed out. Like oh, it, shit. this shit was getting kind of like fuzzy and kind of spinning a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I just took it. Luckily it was at the very end. So okay. had my chance to breathe and the, the commander was like addressing us. So I was just kind of standing there breathing and I was like, all right, oh, I'm not going to die. Cool. Okay. So what, what would have happened if you did pass out? Would they have dropped you right yeah. there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause so... that, that would be considered a failure. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So maybe right? like, I mean, you're pushing your body to the limits, and yeah. it's like you're about to pass out, but luckily you made it. That's crazy. And the thing is, in the back of your mind, it's like, if I pass out, I'm getting a silver bullet. Because <laughs> you're like, mm, and in front of 200-something people, you know? I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't want that. <laughs> oh, silver bullet. But uh, Google that if you don't know what it is. <laughs> Google videos. <laughs> they take your temperature. Yeah. But, um... Uh, but my favorite part, um, probably the camaraderie, you know, yeah. just, um, aside from the physical stuff, I enjoy the old course and all that, but like you really make some really close friends and you guys, like you said, we go through the suck together yeah. and it's, it's some, some friendships. Yeah. And then how do you like the, um, do you still talk to a lot of those guys from OCS or like, have you seen them? Cause I mean, it's a small Marine Corps, right? Mm-hmm. So how often have you ran into people from like OCS or anything like that? Um, a few, I would say maybe like five or six total yeah. um, that I ran into. Um, two or three that I still keep in touch. Um, I'll say four or five that I still keep in touch with, aside from the ones that I ran into. And actually two of them, um, we actually ended up going to TBS together. And oh, then nice. we got the same MOS. And then we got the same duty station. So like two of us were just kind of following like a whole so Marine Corps path. Yeah. yeah. So Oki and Yuma? Uh, no, yeah. after after Oki, we oh, split, split our separate okay. ways. Yeah, because I was I was transitioning out, and so they just sent me to Oki, kind of as like my final farewell. Yeah, and then he became a, a general's aide. Okay. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how does that so, someone become that? Is it just like you know luck of their draw, or is it? Um, you look out for the the announcement on the Marine Corps website, the Mar Admin, and then you apply for it. And then like a, like a board, they review yeah. your package and everything. Yep. So that's like I mean. 
to me hearing that, I don't know how it works, but to me hearing that, it's like maybe he wants to go that route, right? Maybe he wants to be more of like the admin political side of the Marine mm-hmm. Corps. Yeah. Like, which is good, especially like, you know, you have everybody that's trying to make their difference and change like the Marine Corps. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so that's, that says a lot where you're, and that's a lot more, I guess you're on all the time too there. Yeah. General Zaid. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Okay. But he got a lot of cool experiences. Like he's traveling with the general everywhere he goes, yeah. but he's also doing like all his paperwork. Right. All his, like travel vouchers. Like, uh, sounds, right. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would either, but I mean, you do it for a reason, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, he's worked directly to the general. So yeah, that looks good. And then, are we good? Like, um, I think. So it was back to the timeline. So OCS, recruiting, MAI, recruiting again, TBS, tactics instructor, um, MOS school, Okinawa, Yuma. Yuma. Okay, so we're back at Yuma. Back at Yuma. So you were in charge of the shop, right? Your own yeah. section, everything. Mm-hmm. How? So, I mean, after talking to you and learning your experience, I feel like you would have no problem doing that, especially, you know, the training facility and oh, yeah. and all that. So I feel like it's like your comfort zone already mm-hmm. like it's you know the back of your hand it's yeah yeah no, stuff right when i got to that point like i was saying i was really like fell into that mentorship role because yeah. definitely like you said i had the experience i had the time in i had all all sorts of like knowledge that i can pass on and i felt like super comfortable about it. that's and, good and i was getting pinned captain like within the month that i landed so yeah. that in itself is like you know like kind of puffed up a little bit like i'm fucking captain ramos bitch <laughs> i mean anybody would honestly yeah. um so how was that experience like like what was the goods the bads like and you were there for a little bit two years or how long was i was only there for a year a year or like okay. a year and some change year. but yeah basically a year um it was it was good um, I, I definitely had like a different mentality because I knew I was going to get out within like the year. So you already had plans um, on what you wanted to do after. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then were your goals already set on, you know, continue your education and where you wanted to go to school or is that something you still haven't decided, but you knew you wanted to do already? Um, I hadn't decided like the details of, of like what I was going to do afterwards, but I knew like I'm going to get out, I'm going to go back to school and, you know, career transition. Yeah. So that allowed me to focus just straight up on my Marines, straight up on their development, their mentorship. Um, I've, I already had like certain qualifications that allowed me to like perform my duties in the unit when it came time to, to doing exercises. So like I didn't have to do any more MOS progression because to, to do the next qualification would have been starting from zero, like a whole long process where I wouldn't have even got it done in my time there. Okay. So, so yeah, I was just focusing on training my Marines and being the best leader that I could. Yeah. So you guys had to do like all the... Was it the 8,000 tests and all that stuff as well? Or was um, it 8,000 tests? I forgot what they're called. But we had like a bunch of like CDs where we had like all these tests we had to do and like certify or whatever. I'm sure it's like the same thing. Yeah. yeah like we had our own little positions where you certify as like, you know. Yeah. Like I got lucky. Mm-hmm. I became, because um, I think that for instructors on like, I think that side, because you guys do WTI as well, right? Yep. So like WTI is like the top instructor and there's like a senior and yeah. a basic, I believe. So I got lucky with the basic instructor as like the lands. Because it's like, yeah, give me one Marine. It's like, you know, you know when somebody says, like, you know, give me one Marine or whatever. Like, no, nobody, everybody, looks, everybody <laughs> yeah. looks around. But honestly, it's like, it was at the end of the day, you know, we're actually at ITX back at Camp Wilson, 29 Palms. And they're like, it's Captain Davidson, man, that's like, nobody, I think there's two captains that really made an impact in my career. It's Captain Davidson and Captain Hoover. And 
Captain Davidson, I he was a Mustang. So everybody like you know they didn't really like him because like oh he's a dick he's a douchebag I'm yeah. like well it's, it's like that for a reason he knows it ends it out literally the enlisted side and the officer yeah. world so it's I never saw that as like a bad thing you know mm-hmm. so I always like kind of looked up to him until he bitched me out one time but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like fuck this guy like, no like, not <laughs> even like I I knew what I did wrong and but the mm-hmm. thing is it's I knew what I did wrong and well, that, I'll tell you that later like whatever but but um. He's like, give me one Marine. And like, I knew, I knew everybody. I knew like, I know I was a corporal by this point. And I knew my, like my, the Lances and everybody, they were going to raise their hand because yeah. they know who asked and all that stuff. I was like, I'll do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. Like, okay. So I was literally doing a PowerPoint for like the instructors for like, uh, officers and like, I think a staff sergeant and a sergeant. And it's basically, you know, working their way up to be, to go to WTI as part of playing the war versus yeah, like the support. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like the PowerPoint, you know, a bunch of PowerPoints. So I was just looking at it, like reading the computer, like next slide, clicking. He's hanging out the test. He's like, you think you could pass it? I'm like, yeah. You get the <laughs> yeah. paper, I pass and become a basic instructor. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> so yeah, so that was a pretty cool experience. So I like, you know, did WTI, I think twice. One, we went as a unit and then the other one, like, it was like, a handful of us mm-hmm. to support. That's when, like, the CAC 2S stuff was coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I worked a lot with Cactus. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was pretty cool, like, learning all that because, like, for, like, the old programs, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, Mike, you could edit this out, but this, the Captain Hoover one, that was a total accident. You know, like, the ACO in the TAC? Mm-hmm. So, that was, like, my, my billet that I actually, like, accidentally fell into. So, airspace control officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. my first exercise, like, as a, like, a, like a, uh, I think it was a PFC at this point. It's like, oh, go sit, you know, by that captain. It's like, and just be like his, uh, like his plotter or whatever. So mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, like, sir, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like clicking. It's like, hey, uh, I'm gonna use the head. Just you know, I'm honored at the chat. So I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, in my head. I'm like, what if somebody comes and like, yeah, should I yeah. tell him? I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't want to like, you know, show my ass. Like, hey, yeah. sir, what if somebody comes? Like, oh, nobody will come. Okay. Sit in this chair, look at the chats, you know, monitoring all this stuff. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, Marine. I look over. I'm just like, oh, shit. I stand Ooh. up. There's a colonel. I'm just like, he's like, it's like, it's like, oh, sit down. I'm just like, do, 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 yeah, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. It's like, he's like, okay. It's like, what are you doing? I'm like, sir, honestly, I have no idea. I don't know if I'm, I'm monitoring the <laughs> chat, whatever that means. It's like, yeah, it's like, I, you know, Kevin Hoover would, you know, made a call. I'm, you know, sitting affiliated in case anything happens. He's like, okay, you know, I'll come back tomorrow. And like, you know, you could answer my question. I was like, Okay, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like oh. waiting. I'm like, where's this captain at? <laughs> he comes back after Hoover's just like, it's like, sir, so and so just came out of stuff. Like, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, how'd that go? I'm just like, I showed my ass, sir. <laughs> he, he said he's, he's coming like, back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was, it was cool. Like that's what's like. He just like so like he's gonna ask me like questions. I'm like, all right. So he started teaching me like. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the first like I was still new, but I still had experience with like officers. But that was like the first officer like wanted to teach me you know yeah and like you know i was like oh yeah dude like I, you know like was excited to teach me as mm-hmm. well and like i get that vibe from you where it's like you want to like yeah you want to yeah, mentor yeah. your marines mm-hmm. you want to teach them so it's like like it's cool like that's awesome man that says a lot so it's <laughs> yeah I was looking at him, I was like to confirm because yeah he was one of my marines yeah so it's, it's like like learning that from him and then he was our aco so i learned everything next day of the exercise i hope this colonel comes yeah, back you don't want to answer this question so. you know i have notes i still ask him questions and I'm like, man, I'm sorry I'm asking you questions. Like, no, I have a large whatever, you know? It's like, okay, cool. So it's like, you know, asking him questions, you know, no, it's looking him over, plotting, you know. Okay. Doesn't come. Doesn't come. <laughs> right, next day, doesn't come. Literally like the day before, or not the last day of the exercise. It's like, yeah, I'm looking for a P 
PFC Avalar? I hear my name. I'm like, what the hell? Like, dude mm. remembered my name. It's like, oh, he's like, he's like, you got a moment? I'm like, yeah. And like, I look at like my corporals and my staff sergeant in charge. They're just like, you fuck did you do? Right? Like, like, what did oh, you do? <laughs> so like, you know, he actually took me to the debriefer room and was asking me. And I'm like, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, damn, what do I remember from the notes? I'm like, you know, he's like, I told him, like, I'm trying to remember the, what I have from the notes and all the stuff that I took. He's like, you want to go get him? I'm like, no, I think I'm okay. So I was just explaining. He's like, okay, that's cool. So I, I learned the whole ACO, which was, like, awesome. And then that comes down to, like, the Captain Davidson part where he kind of bitched me out. So it was like, um, Captain Hoover left. He became a JAG. It's like a lawyer. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, nobody knows how to do this position. You know, how are we going to fill this role? And it's like, like, who knows how to do this? I'm just like, me, kind of? I know how to do it. So it was like, it was easy. So it was like, basically what I ended up doing as a billet is managing airspace for the high Mars. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, I make corridors and all this stuff. Talk to all, yeah, the, all these agencies yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. I actually talked to the the DASC is my original one. So I was talking to the DASC and one of the, like, the ATX. Mm-hmm. And it was a staff sergeant crew chief that she was in charge. And like, you know, staff sergeant, and you know, I'm a corporal. I don't want to tell her what to do. And then he's like, I need the airspace cleared in two minutes for these hard Mars. I was like, oh shit. So I, I, I talked to them. I talked to like, I think that you guys to make sure your pilots aren't in like in the area or whatever. And I talked to like the desk and like the FSC and all that stuff. I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's like, you got 30 seconds. I'm just like over here typing and like nobody's responding. I'm just like, oh my God. And nobody's like two minutes is up. It's like, and it's way past 30 seconds. I'm like, dude, I'm still waiting. Like, for the I'm still waiting. <laughs> he stops like, what the fuck and i'm just like oh shit dude yeah it gets it is, intense yeah, in those control rooms. It is, but it was in the tag so it's like you know you're yeah. like, i'm just like <sighs> he's like what happened i'm like i didn't want to like say i was waiting for like replies because there's not like an excuse so i'm just like i i was like i was waiting for replies he's like he's like you're the aco you tell him I'm like you tell him yeah. i'm like, like sir, you don't they're, ask they're, they're the staff sorry i'm just a corporal i'm like can they see your rank i'm just like no but what if they ask <laughs> <laughs> i was like no and he, that's what he's like he's like build a rank demand de- demand them to reply i was like mm-hmm. all right the next one he's like two minutes i got it down like a minute and 30 yeah, seconds i'm yeah. like that was easy and i remember that staff sergeant the other i brought her up so like she's just like it's like who the fuck's the aco because it was like she was talking like to other sergeants and staff sergeant yeah, i was yeah, still yeah, like yeah. you know hanging with the enlisted like that motherfucker was like yelling at me i was like and then they're laughing like my crew chief is laughing he's, he's all like they're cracking up she's like what's so funny you're like staff sergeant i was the aco and she's like <laughs> come walks here away. No, she just walks yeah, away, walks away. Dude, I was like, so uh, yeah but so i don't know i enjoyed it and that's why i said like you know you're like the way you're like your story and like what you want to do for your marines like remind me of, like the captain hoover and those captains as well so just wanted to let you know that. Yeah, no, that's that's an awesome story. That's, <laughs> so, that's cool. Dang, you got some really good experience then within uh yeah, OS. I was yeah, I was reserves originally because honestly, like, dude, I did two years of high college and like mm-hmm. uh, I was like, dude, I just want to get out of here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. We had to do the reserves, like whatever. Left within right, a month, and then I left on like the Mexican Mother's Day, which is like May tenth. Oh yeah, yeah. So I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like uh. I, I volunteered. I submitted packages. I volunteered for any orders I could. So mm-hmm. like, I was looking up. I was here at Great Lakes, but I was lucky enough to like. I spent like you know, like a couple months in Myanmar, and, like several months at Virginia Beach, or like I volunteered for like support of WTI. Oh, yeah, yeah, I volunteered yeah. for the CSA two S like support, which is like I worked directly under. And what's his name? He's a major, major Green, I think. Um, no. 
He got pinned major. He was Captain Rogers. The only reason I remember is because like, Captain it, Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> it was like this buff black dude is a Captain Rogers. And it was like a handful of us that went for the CSC2S. So we got, it was cool. Like I, I said before, like I got to actually input stuff like, oh, you know, it's really good. And like that stuff, like the systems and the software fascinated me. Mm-hmm. So I got to put like my two cents and like how to make it better. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if they totally. took it, but you know, it felt like, you know, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool experience. Nice, man. That's yeah. dope. So, and I wanted to do like the magic course that they offer. Yeah. I wanted to do like all that stuff. But like, I think the, there's another one too that I wanted to do that they wanted. I got like the, the waiver for it. Cause I was still a corporal, but you had to be like a staff NCO. Hmm. But since I was doing the, the ACO and everything, like I had that experience. Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. But they like, oh, you need to re-enlist. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's honestly, it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I know. I feel you. Like I, I would one hundred percent do it again. Like yeah. in another lifetime, I would absolutely join again. But never would I make it a, a full career yeah. in like twenty years. Yeah, that's true. The only thing I would change is I would go to, I would enlist right away instead of going to school, mm. or go to school and then become an officer. But do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But time has passed, so it's whatever now. Um, so. Yeah, sidetrack a little bit. Sorry, but no, yeah. Um, enjoy these stories. Sorry, should turn that off. You're good. <laughs> and um, so you're mentoring Marines. You know, after talking to you, like you're somebody I definitely would want to follow as a leader. Um, what is like the most memorable you had, memory? Most memorable memory. I don't know if that's a thing, but you had <laughs> at Numa or like your greatest takeaway. Ooh, all right. So the first one that comes to mind is uh, man brought me. Like almost brought me to tears. Um, so, just on on the rifle range, you know, um, I'm there as the uh, the staff non-fire, so I'm just making sure all my Marines are safe, doing yeah. what they got to do, show up on time, yada yada yada. Um, so it's qual day, and my Marines are they're on the line, they're shooting, um, and I'm like I'm running up and down, like you know, calling like, hey, slow target, hey, this guy's yeah. got whatever, you know, and I'm and one of the coaches like sir like you're not you're not supposed to be doing this like this is not part of your job and i was like well these are marines so i'm gonna be doing it like i'm gonna make sure they succeed and they get like the right. best chance to to qual to get expert to you know meet their goals and as i'm doing this like one of uh my marines got fapped out to be a coach and he's well, you know walking behind us and he's like damn sir like it's like i've never seen an officer do this and you know, we're chatting for a little bit and he's like you know what sir like uh, you're you're what i want to be someday Damn. And yeah, saying that, I was just like, oh, fuck. Right. Like, uh, Out of the blue. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, mm, I gotta go. <laughs> There's, something in my eyes. <laughs> There's a lot of dirt in the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn, man. that's. I felt that for you right now, man. That's, yeah. uh... So that one, and then uh, another one, it's just, just the same, basically. Like, I, I was so touched. I really was like at a loss for words. So there was one of my Marines just. Freaking hard worker, amazing dude, amazing Marine, um, sergeant, uh, and he was just like running my shop, doing everything he could, and he was he was getting out, like he was, um, only had a few months left, um, but he was like my go-to guy, because he get shit done, no complaining, hard working, really had his shit together, um, and I would just be kind of helping him, like mentoring him, teaching him, like, all right, what's, what are you going to do afterwards, kind of like, about just your civilian life, uh, let me talk about your family, like what's going on, everything. And we built like a really good relationship and 
you know, he had some like struggle, some professional issues that came up and he was trying to work through and like helped him figure that out. Had a bunch of personal issues come up that we kind of worked through together. And um, at the end of um, like his last week at, at Yuma, he like, he's like, sir, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, of course. So uh, he pulls me to the side and he starts telling me like, sir, I'm, I'm going back to college. I was like, that's, that's awesome, man. Like, that's, that's great. Like, what are you going to study? And we're chatting about that. And at the end, he's like, you know what, sir? Like, I see, I see you, like you're an officer, like you're like, you got your shit together. And like, I really look up to you and like, I see that you're doing it. And now like, I believe I can do it too. And like, when he was saying, I was like, fuck man, like that's, that's what I want. Like, I want them to feel like, like I'm no different from you. Like if you talk to me, like I'm just another dude. And like, I just took a different path. And so the, when he was like, yeah, I see you doing it. And now I know I can do it. I'm going to go get my degree and I'm going to like, you know, become something of myself. Not that he wasn't something, you know, but that's kind of like his mentality that he, yeah. he's got so much more to live up to. And yeah, that I was just like so honored that he would, that he got there, you know, because yeah. of me. That man, that's awesome to hear. Like, I don't like me, like I said this, uh, we spoke to a staff sergeant of the Air Force um, and she wanted to be there for her like airmen as well. And there, she said this, like a couple of them came up to her. She was like, Oh, I wish I would have made a, you know, a little more difference in other people. But mm-hmm. I, I told her, like, so, like after hearing that and like talking to you and your experiences, like I, I guarantee you that there's a lot more people out there that you impacted. Right. Like there's a, a lot more that took away just more than like, you know, what you taught them. Like as far as the MOS, I mean, you should, like you said, you, that guy didn't know what to do. He went. He went back to school mm-hmm. because of you, and that came out of the blue too, right? Like you knew he was getting yeah, out, yeah, but yeah. it's. I know there's there's officers like I said that impact that, that I looked up to. There's like junior marines that I had like when out while I was getting out. It's like man, that's like that's good. Like yeah, whether mm-hmm. it be like reserves, like or civilian life's already like dude, you're doing well. Like yeah, it's and then you know staff NCO like anybody like it's maybe some people don't go like or go out of the way to say that to somebody that they looked up to. But like, you know, I, I haven't done it enough. I should do it more, especially, um, because that fulfillment that you get, like, like, you know, talking it to you, it's feels, like, feels good. Like, man. yeah, dude, like, like your eyes are lighting up and it's mm-hmm. like, you're just like, dude, that's like that. That's, that's rewarding. Yeah. So it's, you know, make somebody's day mm-hmm. or I asked you, what was your, you know, memories that you had in Yuma a little over a year and some change that you spent yeah. there. You're going to tell me those two moments. I mean, I, I got a third one too. I can That's chime good. at you. What is it? Um, so another one of my Marines, um, Abigail Scott, Mikey, Mikey knows who she is. Um, another hardworking Marine, total badass, doing everything she could, just like, you know, volunteering for everything, doing everything, working her ass off. Um, and she got meritoriously promoted. Nice. And so, you know, she beat out a whole bunch of other like, top-notch badass marines uh, but she got promoted and she was pinned on by our company commander and when she was up there like you know she was giving her speech and she was talking about like how proud she was you know thank my family thank all this and then she's like there's two people i really want to thank that you know without them i couldn't be here where i am today and lo and behold she calls my name and i was just like so it was like a, like a proud yeah. father i was like oh my gosh like i have to thank captain ramos because without him like i wouldn't be here and i was like yeah. damn i was like me <laughs> like yeah. little old me like no <laughs> but yeah that was uh another like super proud moment so those three like 
top top moments so out of the like the year and some change time that you spent there like that's three moments like three days three three instances of several minutes maybe an hour at the most that you mm-hmm. remember the most like oh yeah like that's i think that's the what anybody else like that was there like any other like leadership position like i wouldn't say like like people maybe like somebody whoever's above you would be like you know what that's that's my guy so it's mm-hmm. that could be rewarding to them as well right yeah yeah or like you know everybody else that's under you it's like you know shit that's that's my that's that's my guy <laughs> you know like yeah that's that's that mm-hmm. shows leadership right there yeah so you're gonna cry? I'll, yeah. cry, I'll cry with you. <laughs> no. I'll cry with you, man. But uh, I mean, if I do, it's like a good one, you know. No, it's like absolutely, that that, absolutely yeah. man. That, that's 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 like one of the best feelings ever. Mm-hmm. So, was checking out heartbreaking from the unit. Um, it was tough. Um, it wasn't heartbreaking because you kind of get used to it, you know. Yeah. As, as you're like, all right. You training know. environment you leave those guys you know yeah. MOS school you end up leaving those guys first duty station you end up leaving all of them and uh when i say guys it's gender neutral right so, you know guys and gals <laughs> dude dudes you're a dude she's a dude yeah. We're all dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean yeah so it was, it was tough but not necessarily heartbreaking and um you know still keep in touch Every, it, it was funny because as i'm like transitioning out people are like can I add you on Facebook now? Like, can I, can I add yeah. you on Snapchat? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. No worries. I mean, I see you and Mikey, so it's like, yeah, I yeah. definitely see that. So, it's oh, awesome. where's he at, too? I can say, like, another, like, it would have been a proud moment, oh. happy moment, but this dude. So, like, he, he um, one day comes up to me, and Mikey's the, the sound guy right here. He's introduced the first episode, but uh, he was one of my Marines, and he's like, hey, hey sir, I really want you to pin me, Corporal. And I'm like, fuck yeah, absolutely. Like, I love, I live for this. That's right. one of my, like, happiest moments is to pin Marines. When they ask me to pin, I'm like, hell yeah. That means I made a difference. They look up to me, like, all right, let's do this. Um, next week, I am, like, I go into the shop and I see him, and he's got his Corporal Chevrons on. Uh-oh. And I was like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, I thought I was supposed to pin you. And he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, they told me that I had to do it this time and whatever. I'm like, you couldn't call me? You couldn't tell me? He's like, oh, I'm really sorry. So I was like, oh, you, you fucking bitch. I'm like, and, I, and this was, I don't even know how many years ago, four or five years ago? And I'm still, ne- I'm never going to let it down. Uh, like, I can't believe you, dude. You can use that forever, though. It's like, remember when I didn't pin you? Buy me a beer. Yeah, but I should, huh? Like, Where's my beer, Mikey? Where you at? Every time you go, I'll take two is every single time. Like, I think about that movie every single time. Every, I can't sleep at night dude. <laughs> so I know when uh, Mikey told me about you and that you want to do the show I was like so like honored that, to have you here and that, thank no, you I'm, again I'm honored to be here um, he made a joke it's like oh yeah uh, Dr. Cap- or Dr. Professor or really? Professor Dr. Captain Ramos I'm like holy shit that's a like, lot what the fuck? so what are you doing now um, so I'm studying school psychology so as I was kind of transitioning out of the Marine Corps my last few months I was like I'm trying to think you know all right, where, where can I take my career now? And I was thinking, I really enjoy the mentorship mentorship side of this. I really enjoy, like, teaching people and helping them learn. Because, like, you know, when you're trying to, like, teach some concepts to a Marine and they finally get it, they're like, oh, shit, all right. You're like, cool. Like, it feels yeah. good. You're like, all right. I do. I see that every day with my daughter when I try to teach her stuff. It's like that. And when it clicks, right? Like like I said, like, the tie in the shoes. Like, she's trying to figure it out. She's getting frustrated. And she's always been like that because it's like, it's like, oh, you need help? She's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I'm like, all right I'm like you could ask me for help so sometimes you're like help help mm. so like i could see like 
with one person now you're doing it with several people and that yeah. must be really rewarding no absolutely and so i was like how, how do i keep this going like how do i keep riding yeah. this high um and i had my i have my bachelor's in psychology so i was like all right I'm, I'm something in psychology i'm like educational psychology like that's that's probably a thing all right um uh, started just researching programs across the nation um i have a buddy who lives here in chicago and he's like hey check out loyola and so i did i checked it out um, I applied. I actually applied late, technically, and they still let me in. And now I'm uh, studying school psychology, going for my PhD. Um, a lot of people don't know what school psychology is, so I'll just do a quick rundown. Um, it has a lot to do with assessing, evaluating, and helping students with um, both social-emotional issues and academic issues. Um, so we do like therapy. We do. Um, like academic achievement tests, we do behavioral analysis, um, and we work a lot with like special education departments, and really anything to do to make individual students and the entire school like successful. Okay. And so like right now I'm working with um, Highland Park High School, and I, I got like a Latino boys group, and I, I'm, I'm there again, you know, where I'm like these yeah. dudes are kind of looking up to me, and we're kind of living life experiences, talking about stuff, getting deep, getting real. And, you know, when things click, it's it's really nice to see. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now, studying school psychology. Two years left until my PhD, until I'm Professor Dr. Captain Ramos. That's awesome. So, so yeah, so with this, um, the Boys Latino group, is that like, a, um, do you guys do a lot of activities or is that a lot of in-school stuff or is it... How does that work? Um, so last year when I was doing it, it was a lot of in-school stuff. Um, just, you know, meetings and um, teaching them about their self-identity, teaching them about like what society says about them um, and just kind of helping them kind of reach their potential and understand themselves better. Um, this year, the program that I'm a part of, they used to do a lot of um, activities. So they would go to the community and meet like you know, Hispanic CEOs meet like these like business owners and really successful like Latinos in, in the community yeah. and like take trips, um, learn about the local community any way they can go to like art festivals, go to music festivals, go to like tournaments, all sorts of stuff. Um, they actually have like a chess club too. Um, but now because of COVID, obviously they're, yeah. everything's virtual. Um, luckily they're still participating. So everything's just more like having conversations but um, yeah. So not as many activities, but hopefully soon we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, this is a crazy world. Mm -hmm. Um, dude, that that's really awesome to hear that you're trying like you know do like stuff that you want like or not mm -hmm. even stuff. It's something that you love to do. Yeah. Like being that mentor and taking like the, the these boys from Highland Park High School and like you know teaching them. Dude, like like what you just said. I mean, <laughs> I can't I can't really like sum that up because it's, it's repeating everything you said. Mm -hmm. Um, um, how does, um, like, how does, uh, you said you take, you work with a lot with like special education and mm -hmm. schools and stuff like that. And how does, has that changed your perspective on anything or perspective and stuff like that? Um, yeah, a lot of, I mean, and it's not just working in schools, but everything that's going on in, yeah. in our country lately. Um, just really changing the perspective on like social justice, equity, and really bringing up the. Yeah, Hispanic community, you know, because that's yeah. close to my heart. I'm a, I'm a child of immigrants. And when I connect with these Hispanic kids, you know, it just makes me want to, like, change the system for the better. Absolutely. And it, and it really is like a system thing, you know. Um, 
every, everything's like working against people of color like because even even something little so like you know my parents working all day you yeah. know my dad's up 4 a.m every single day and he goes to work he doesn't come back until five or six has dinner with the family watches a little bit of tv relaxes and he's in bed by like eight or nine to do it again the next day and so like some of these kids they don't get an excused absence if they're sick if something happens whatever like the, the parents can't call they can't come in they can't join the meetings they can't advocate for their own child because they're working all day right but then you got these like affluent families um a lot of like white upper ses families and you know they're they can work from home they can do whatever and they're just like all right just make a quick phone call i can you yeah. know, talk to this person pull these strings and everything's good and that's just like a small example like that's yeah. just attendance you know there's all sorts of like resources and things like that that um really impact the education and the experience that um like hispanics ex- feel in school and i think another big thing that i i'm working to change like individual per individual is changing the narrative and what i mean by that is let's stop all the stereotypes let's stop saying like you know one of the kids told me it's like hey this that's um we're gonna have a meeting in beaner hall i was like what what yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly your reaction I was like what i mean i could thinking about it i could think of a couple things but... yeah and he's like oh yeah that's where all the mexicans hang out he's like we call it beaner hall i'm like nah like don't don't call it that like that's you're you're putting like a racist term on top of yourself why, why are you gonna do that and so like just working to change stuff like that or thinking that like oh hispanics or mexicans are lazy you know or mexicans whatever um or they're they're not gonna amount to anything all they're gonna do is like construction yard work blah 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 I'm like no that's not that's not it you know right no man that's you're absolutely right there's like that's it's a systematic oppression and we like you know i'm a child of immigrants as well as well like my mom's from mexico my dad's from el salvador so it's you know i think what we like being a parent we want our kids to have a better life than what we had mm-hmm. and you know your parents absolutely did that for you oh yeah and i mean for your sons for your siblings as well i mean they you have two kids that join the military i don't know if you have any other siblings yeah one older brother or yeah. two two older brothers did they join yeah. as well or uh, no, no. So no, it was the, two of the three joined. The yeah, that's, that's still good. Yeah. I mean, even if he didn't join, you know, he had his own reasons. That's still mm-hmm. good. You gave your kids a better life than what you had. And there's like, it's my daughter is born as a descendant of Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. So it's already, like you said, there's going to be stereotyping there. Yeah. Without even you know, her twice removed, I guess, because at least my parents were there. So I'm, you know, familiar with that. But yeah. then she won't be. Mm-hmm. So that's. It's yeah, heartbreaking, man. It's tough, yeah. And then you go down to, like, you're in Highland Park High School. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I grew up in the area. And if you come out, like, if you do, like, a lot of research and stuff like that, there's, like, you know, redlining and stuff like that. It's, yeah. It creates, like, lower income, like, high schools or poorer education high schools just because Absolutely. of how taxes work and mm-hmm. how, like, the home breakdown works. It's, there's yeah. a lot that goes into it. And, so then, and then people... They they don't understand. They're like, well, redlining is is illegal. Like they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, okay, sure, they're not like explicitly saying you can't buy this house, but the bank's saying, oh, we're not going to approve you for this loan because it's too much because you're yeah. whatever. And you know, there's all but, sorts of other stuff. But it's illegal it. now. Yeah, but, yeah. But but does but it's dam- already in place. It already happens. It's done. too late. Yeah, yeah. The exactly damage is done. Right. You go to the south side of Chicago. It's like that damage is done. Mm-hmm. You go to like you know the Compton or wherever the damage is done. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, like. It's a little too late. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's that, like, dude, it's a, so inspiring that you're trying to change the narrative like that. And then, and it's, you know, I, I got a lot of help growing up and I got a lot of good people in my life, you know, cause easily could have gone one way or the other. Like I know there was a moment in high school where, um, these kids were just smoking weed. They were, you know, going around I was like, Oh, we're going to go around the back and, and smoke some weed and we're going to get drunk. And you know, I was a high school kid. I'm like, all right, let's go. But I had, uh, some, my, one of my cousins and one of my friends were like, like, nah, man, like, let's come over here. We'll just keep skating. We'll just keep hanging out. Like you, you got too much going for you. Don't do that. All right. And I think I'm pretty sure that saved me and that like led me to be where I'm at because what if I became a stoner? Like I'm not, I feel right. like my potential could have been severely stunted. Not saying that, you know, smoking weed in itself is bad or anything, right. but you know, as it's a high school a kid, we're, yeah, yeah. We're not fully developed. And what if I would have just gotten deeper and deeper and just like, Oh, like I, I could have easily just been like, Oh, that's all I want to do now is just smoke weed and skate. Yeah. And, you know, it's the out. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're looking at it back now, it's kind of like, yeah, it was like your escape, I guess, right? I mean, yeah. I played soccer as well. That was my escape for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I do some like cars was my escape. But, you know, back to that, it's like I I hung around with a lot of people too. It's kind of like, well, it was especially like the high school we went to. I make this joke where it's like, oh, yeah, Round Lake, they learned it me gooder. <laughs> so it's, anybody in the area yeah. knows. We learned it so good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the school has come a long way now, mm-hmm. but this is back in like 2009. So it's like, seeing the progression you know my nephew goes there and all this seeing the school now it's like we'll do it's a whole different school Mm -hmm. but you know for me all that stuff like drinking smoking like was easily accessible yeah and it's like i had like i got my car when i was young so it's like i don't want to lose that that was the main reason why i didn't you know yeah yeah, i didn't drink or smoke mainly i I didn't drink till i was 21 when i was in 29 palms and they're like hey you know let's go to vegas it's three hours away (laughs) i'm like well i've never drank and i'm turning 21 so like all right let's go and then, you know, I didn't smoke until I was 26. Like, I had nothing against it. Yeah. If you wanted to do it, go for it. But yeah. it wasn't for me. Right. Yeah. No, same, so same. Now it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> but uh, I can't. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's. No, but like, yeah, we feel like now, like we're, we're adults and we can understand like, oh shit, like I got work in the morning. I'm not going to get fucking trashed right now. Or, you know, I that, got things yeah, to do. <laughs> that, but also look at where, like we are now a society where it's becoming normalized yeah mm-hmm. it's not criminalized like it used yeah, to be exactly. i mean yeah it, i mean it could be but that's honestly it's dumb like let's be real mm-hmm. like it's if you look in the research like like i said this before like kind of like when I, say, when I tell people i'm a nerd it's like it's like oh yeah me too i'm like no i'm a nerd like, mm-hmm. like you I do dirty <laughs> shit and i do like a lot of research like i get like obsessive like looking stuff looking for facts it's mm-hmm. like one of the reasons like why we became illegal was like to put it simple it's racism yeah oh yeah so it's it's, it's all it mm-hmm. is like it it's it's just, all, yeah it's just a way to control certain communities <laughs> exactly and then i mean you look at it like like arrests that have been made it's like well why is somebody getting so many years for having like so like what the yeah. hell yeah and then like what now exactly it's legal so uh, is that dude gonna be just released and sorry about it you know? yeah like, right <laughs> like you know they're good we're okay yeah that's whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other different conversation oh, man. Yeah. yeah that's so true so when you you know become a doctor you get your phd like where do you want to do after that like where do you want where do you see yourself so like if i said like if you were to wake up today and you're like well this is my job now like what would you want that to be like where would you want to be 
Um, so I would want to have like a few different, I guess, avenues. Um, definitely want to keep working in, in schools, um, like in public schools, like I'm doing as part of my like internship experience, just because like, yeah, those, those high school kids, those young, very, um, as impressionable kids that really need a lot of mentorship, really need like positive role, role models in their life. Like there's one kid, for example, who, um, I was talking to his counselor and it's, it's it's like it sucks because his dad is it's like a dick to him he's like you're not gonna amount to shit like you're you're an awful kid like i don't know basically like it just prefers his other siblings over this kid and and this kid still has a positive attitude but like if that's the only male role model in his life like nah i need something better so still definitely want to be working in schools to help these underprivileged kids um and at least in this sort of aspect but i also want to be teaching in universities and that's where like the professor doctor yeah (laughs) Because, yeah, I, I enjoy teaching and, you know, and you can really get some stimulating conversations, some really good ideas flowing around with with uh, the higher education. Yeah, especially if you're, like, teaching students that want to, like, basically follow your footsteps or say yeah, yeah. it's you get it's a you get a lot because you can see things from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's really good. Um, anything else? Do like, you want to say anything? Like maybe something we missed out? Any? Um. I think another important thing for me is um, being, you know, uh, having my PhD or getting my PhD is showing these kids that you can do it too. Yeah. You know, um, you know, that representation is very important. There's very few um, Hispanics, very few Latinos in in my future career field. It's like 98 or 96% white women. And so, like, the more of us get you know, into very successful positions, the more we can represent our community, the more the next generation can see like, oh, that's not, that's not just like an old white guy does that. Like I can do that too, right. you know? And so I think that's really important. That's good, man. That's, that's mm-hmm. very inspiring to hear. Um, like I said earlier, thank you for coming on, man. Like you're the first officer we have on. Hopefully we have many yeah. more. <laughs> I mean, we're just starting out. Hopefully yeah. we grow, you know, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm getting better as I go as well. <laughs> and, um, the captain of the United States Marine Corps, you know, pursuing your PhD, mm-hmm. becoming a, to become a professor, change the community, change the narrative. Yeah, you make it sound so cool. Like, shit. <laughs> I'm just repeating everything you said, honestly. Like, you're the yeah. one that made it sound cool. Um, any advice mm-hmm. you want to give out to, like, any, like, junior Marines or any, like, junior officers that are there right now that hopefully get to listen to, or any civilians? Maybe two advice or maybe one all in one. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do like individually. So for the junior Marine, um, just, just try and maintain a positive attitude. I know a lot of times your life can suck. Your life can really suck and you're, you're not where you want to be. You're not what you expected you were going to be doing, or you got some asshole above you. There's always going to be some asshole present somewhere, you know, um, wherever you go, whether it's civilian work, whether it's, you know, a duty station, whether yeah. it's a specific, there's going to be someone who's going to be like a dick. They're, they're going to be a dick. They're going to treat you like shit for seemingly no reason. Try to have a positive attitude. Understand. Usually it's not about you. Usually it's not personal. Usually it's something that they got going on. And as long as you're, you're keeping your shit together, you're working your ass off and you're learning from your mistakes. Cause you're going to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone fucks up. Everyone does something real stupid. And you're like, I wish I would have, you might regret it, wish would have never done it. Um, but just roll with the punches and keep going. Keep that positive attitude because that'll, that'll help you out the most. Because um, 
even even if you're a little bit slower, if you're not the sharpest tool in the shed, you, if you're hardworking, you're you're gonna get through just fine. Um, similar for officers is kind of that that mindset that you're you're there for for everyone else. You're not there for yourself. Like obviously, it's gonna benefit you benefit you, and you might have some other goals that you want to achieve. But as a Marine Corps officer, you're you're not there to serve yourself. You're there to serve the Marines. You're there to represent the country and serve the country. And just just remember that. Remember that your your pride is on the line, and so is the pride of like the Marine Corps. You're representing something so much bigger than yourself. There was moments in my career where like I looking back and I'm like, fuck, man, I was I'm kind of like ashamed. I was like I was being a little bitch. I was complaining. I was like whining, and I was being a turd for no good reason. Like looking back, I wish I could change it because. You're never going to get that experience back. You're never going to get that time back. And the better attitude and the better perspective you have going through it, the better the experience is going to be. And then for civilians, man, it's just life is complicated. Life is, you know, why let's let's enjoy the ride. We none of us is is here forever. You know, we all have an end point. Um, we're all trying to figure this out. I feel like no one actually grows up. We just get older, you know, like uh, when you're in high school, you're like, man, 20-something is so old. They're like these adults. Oh, my God. And then you're 20-something. You're like, dang, 30 is old, dude. Like, I'm never going to be 30. And now I'm 30. And I'm like, I still feel like I did in, in my 20s. Like, obviously, I'm more mature and I got more experience. But I, I still feel like the same person. But, yeah, roll with the punches. Let life happen. Don't be don't be scared. But also, don't be reckless. I don't know. Just um, don't take it too seriously. I think that's all I got. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, do you want to share any social media? People follow you, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I mean, if they want to. Um, so Instagram, Jesus Ramos. That's H-E-Y-S-O-O-S-R-A-M-O-S. It's kind of like a play on Dr. Seuss. So <laughs> when I get a doctor, it's going to be Dr. Seuss. Um, there you go. But yeah, Jesus Ramos. You can look me up. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, man. Like I said, it. Thank you so much for coming. It's better like, you know, you drove out here. Um, first officer, um, Dr. or Professor <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Captain Ramos. Um, changing the narrative out there. You know, we need more people like you in the world, honestly. Like, being a mentor and, you know, that advice that you gave to the officers, it's, you're 100% right. It is a selfless act. Yeah. And, you know, hearing that, hearing you say that is like, it says a lot, you know, with like the officers I had, it's, it's a hundred percent a selfless act. Mm -hmm. So, and then what you continue to do is a selfless act. So thank you. I appreciate it, man. Everybody out there. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks. Take care. Oh, sorry about my daughter. No, man. No, no need to apologize at all. I just, I just hope it doesn't like (laughs) mess with the front of the flow and everything. Yeah. Oh man. How long was that? Two hours. Dang. That was two hours. Yeah, it was quick. It's not quick.